Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, Chastity. Yes? What's the name of this episode? Let the sleuthing begin. Ooh. Sleuthing is careful investigation into a crime or mystery. Just being a nerd. But yeah, so today, from, I guess you could see the cover art and or the title, we actually sat down with one of my friends, Rochelle the Psychic Sleuth. Uh, she's super special awesome she's actually this is a really good episode and i'm excited to share this interview with you guys faux shizzle it was it's a longie but it's a goodie and there's a lot of information and i feel like there's a lot of like things you can learn towards mediumship in this episode just by hearing our conversation absolutely 100 percent. and you know one thing about this particular interview with Rochelle, I don't know about her other interviews, but we do go down quite a paranormal path with Rochelle. So I know she shared some of the stuff um, with her uh, listeners on her channel, I'm sure. But if you hang around for this episode, you're going to get like a jam-packed session with mediumship and our experiences and her paranormal experiences as well. So definitely hang around for that but first what we normally do or what we've been doing is we're going to take a brief moment to kind of talk about things that are happening and then of course we'll get into this week's experiences but first we are two mediums that specialize in the paranormal our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night that's why we call this podcast lights at midnight Lamp. ding Yep. So basically, first and foremost, if any of you guys keep up with Mercury Retrograde, it is now out of the microwave as of yesterday because we are recording this intro on the 15th of September, which is already half over, which, yay, I feel totally different. I felt the shift. Also, we had the new moon occur, and it's kind of like the new moon today too, somewhat, the energy and I feel different. I personally do. I feel fall coming as well. Oh my god, I just remembered an ashram experience that I had that had to do with that. Do tell. So in this ashram experience, I'm in my neighborhood and everything's dark. Like it's nighttime and I'm walking and I look up at the sky and the moon is black. But you can see like the little outline. But it wasn't like uh, an eclipse. It was just like... Instead of it being white, it glowed black, and it was creepy. Well, we actually are upon eclipse season. Oh. Yeah, so next month we have our solar and lunar eclipses. 
Um, one's on the 14th, which will be our solar on October 14th. And I believe on October 28th, we have our lunar eclipse, which will, uh, the solar one goes to full, almost, or almost 100% or 100% uh, totality in like an area of Texas. So we'll get it partially here. I'm pretty sure we'll be able to see it here, but they're like selling the glasses and convenience stores and stuff. So it'll be partial here, but it, there's a strip like in Texas where we'll actually be able to see it. I actually, and I think it was 2017 or 18, um, I actually went out towards the mountains of North Carolina. I went to Asheville to see the full totality Um eclipse it was a lot of fun and i remember thinking man it's gonna be five years before we get to see another one at least a partial one and it's already here so yeah and that happens um you know pretty much once or twice a year i think it's twice a year yeah so two times a year the eclipses happen which are um which reminds me actually the change i'm feeling not only in the season it might be coming up towards the eclipses because a lot of things kind of change it can cause chaos in some people's life, but um, a lot of times it's things that we need to embrace, embrace and change. So, yeah, I feel the wave of change coming. And fall is upon a spooky season. Holla. Ween. <laughs> yep. And you know what that means, guys. So, maybe. Maybe not. October 31st will be our official start of season two. Yay. Yay. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that uh, coming up. And I guess, uh, oh, before we share this week's experiences, I don't know if anybody saw the disclosure. Well, it wasn't a disclosure, but NASA's done dip their uh, noses into the alien business. And I just find it really interesting that about a year ago, they started to do like an investigation into some of the Department of Defense's evidence, the stuff that's not classified, because NASA is so big on being transparent with everything that they do, transparency, transparency, but in the actual one hour long discussion of the information that they found, they don't want to disclose the budget, of course, but they're they're about being transparent and all. I just found that kind of <laughs> awkward. But the point is, is like they're wanting to develop an app where we can submit our UFO sighting stuff. Ooh. Yeah, they're wanting to bring it from like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? From like conspiracies to science. Oh. They want to create a standard for aliens. And it's quite entertaining, um, you know, how, I mean, if you listen to our episodes, y'all know how we feel about all kinds of different beings and spirits and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's just so interesting that every big corporation or government agency is trying to, like, dip, get their piece of the pie, I guess you could say. And also, I felt like NASA, if anybody's seen it, um, almost was kind of taking, like, a a stance on like a defense like really like a defensive stance on the situation like they've been investigating into it but you know we haven't been hiding anything we've been they've said transparency about 300 times so something's fishy i don't know i'm just saying i wanted to bring that up yeah when someone has <laughs> to keep repeating a word that tells me that's them doing the opposite because they have to convince themselves of that thing Yes, and it's very uh, psychological, which they have, I think it's Bill Nelson. He was a politician in his past life. Um, I believe he was part, I don't, don't quote me on this, Senate, Congressy type 
person. I wrote it. I took notes on it, actually, because I definitely want to talk more about it. But uh, it was just an interesting thing. If anybody saw it, you can go to the NASA's uh, YouTube page and you can see it. They call it uh, unidentified, uh, not was it UAPs? I think it's called that. I don't know. I can't remember. It's late for me. Like, it's about my bedtime. But we're going to go ahead and move on. I just <laughs> wanted to briefly state that. But, Emily, do you have any experiences for this week? Oh, boy, do I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first thing I want to get out in the air. Um, Remember the neighbor? I wasn't sure if she was dead or alive. Yes. We have an answer now. And drum roll, please. <laughs> she is alive. Yay. I mean, <laughs> well, that's a great thing. I mean, it is. You know, it we is. Had wondered. We had wondered. She might have maybe was down with a cold or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I know things had been kind of weird since you've seen that figure in her doorway. Yes. And then the other night, I think it was the night before I saw her. I saw something on the roof of their house and it was dark and crouching and it was creepy. So, it it's same thing. Uh, same thing. It looked different. It looked kind of like if a were like a skinny ass werewolf humanoid dark thing. A werewolf wannabe? Yeah, but it wasn't obviously <laughs> it wasn't a werewolf, but it looked like I know a fucked up version. Of a, I'm just saying, like, the area where you've talked about things are kind of sketchy. It could have been somebody. Never mind. We're not going to go there because we were <laughs> joking about that earlier. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I feel you. Yeah, that's a little weird. Um, mm -hmm. Most uh, positive thoughts and prayers for that lady, even if she is your mean neighbor. It's okay. I like her husband. He's really nice. And her little chihuahua. So. Bless him mm -hmm. and bless the dog and bless her. Love and light to them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the creepy figures on and in their house. Yeah, for sure. That's a little much. That is weird, though. Mm -hmm. It's probably why she's, you know, is she how she yeah. is. Yeah, and that's a subject of interest. Maybe we can go in uh, into at a later date. Mm -hmm. Maybe end of life um, situations where... Things can get kind of creepy. I know some people with some stories that are pretty creepy about stuff, uh, end of life spirits. And I'm not saying this lady's in, you know, end of life stages, but she, you know, she's older. She's a lot older than like, I know you said she's probably like 70 or 80. So mm -hmm. she's getting up there. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's some interesting things to chat about that subject. Do you have anything else you want to share? Yep. So I made friends with the dryad in the tree that's on my property and nice. I felt really drawn to that tree, so I went to go touch it, and I saw the dryad, and then I got really compelled to give it a crystal offering, so I did that, and now it protects my house, and I haven't had any issues, like, in my house, and I use the tree, and it helps me get rid of the negative energy in my body. That's awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. Um anything nature has a way of healing us and it's very beautiful mm -hmm. yeah so that is it for this week chastity yes so um yeah i've got a few things i can kind of uh, chat about a little bit um any of the paranormal stuff has been related to like my clients so and i don't have permission to share that but i can say um i started 
my very so last Saturday, so about a week ago, I started um, doing in-person readings at a shop, which is a really cool experience for people that I do not know. So they're like clients that kind of they book, but they walk in. So I've done a lot of readings for people I don't know online and over the phone, but I've never done it in person. And I found it interesting because I have this happen um, with my clients and ex paranormal experiences and past relatives. But I actually, two nights before, I was laying down and I had a vision of one of my clients' uh, mothers and uh, mother. And then I had the rest of the information that I kind of channeled in because I wrote it down. And I'm not going to go into detail, but the other stuff was about paranormal activity. And that was for my second client. Um, but that's about as far as I can go. I thought it was pretty cool though. Um, and, but I can talk about this while I was doing my interview with the lady, I would say it was probably three weeks ago now when, before I got the gig or the offer, um, there is a red residential ghost in the building. And while we were doing the interview, he stood behind us. Like he was kind of there's it's a room with a window to the outside but he was like behind us the whole time it was kind of interesting and he is um there's an older actually there's two there's an older man there but this guy was actually a younger like working man he had like on uh overalls and i would say it's not recent this is from way back when maybe i would I, this is kind of a stretch in years but i'd say the 40s to the 70s was kind of like his lifespan but he comes back as a young boy and that was kind of interesting but I felt the energy and she confirmed it she actually sees um sees the older man too we didn't talk about the younger guy um and let's see oh I can say this while I was doing one of my readings and validating some paranormal things and spiritual things for my second client we had like this rush of cold air come up from the floor and she got to kind of experience that along with some other like things and it was it was really productive um but yeah I've kind of just been working a lot or as much as I can and dealing with the paranormal and the supernatural as always but that's pretty much all I can share about my this week's experiences. Wow. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. But guys, I guess without further ado, since this is quite a long interview, but very well worth it and no cap, <laughs> no cap. Look, I'm cool. Um, <laughs> You've got that riz though. <laughs> yeah, I know. No cap. Uh, Bruh, let's go. Here we go into the interview with Miss Rochelle, not Rachel. Rochelle, the psychic sleuth. All right. Today, everyone, as we promised a couple episodes ago, we were going to get sleuthy. Yes, that's what we told everybody. So we didn't spoil the surprise, but today we have Rochelle, the psychic sleuth, which I'm happy to call one of my friends. She's super special, awesome. And she's going to be talking a little bit with us today about the type of intuitive work that she does which is a little bit different but similar in ways to the type of work that me and Emily do and you guys are getting ready to find out all about that so Rochelle we appreciate you coming on thank you for having me absolutely absolutely and first we always start off with just a introduction uh basically 
we already introduced your name and title, but the type of business you do and how long have you been doing it? Basically, you know, the rundown of your profile. So could you give us a little information about that, please? Um, well, I'm a psychic medium and I, I just now recently found out, even though I've been doing this for 11 years, that I'm an evidential medium. I didn't know there was a difference in the mediums. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, so that means that I try to get the evidence myself without asking any questions or anything like that to prove that, that I am in connection with people's loved ones and whatnot. Um, so I've been doing it, like I said, for about 11 years in October. So we're almost to the 11 year mark. Um, I think it's probably the longest thing I've ever stuck with. <laughs> so I can relate kinda, to that. <laughs> you know, because it was, it was, uh, it, I could never, I never felt right in a job. I'd always get really bored really fast. I'm an Aquarius. I'm, I'm, I'm all air. So all of my, you know, my son, my rising, everything's air. So I get really bored really easily <laughs> and I don't yep. like people telling me what to do. So, um, I kind of like, I don't know, I got into this and it, it kind of filled a void that I feel like it needed to, you know, I was able to help people. And so I was gifted with the gifts that I have in order to connect people to their loved ones. And it's something I really, really enjoy doing. Um, the sleuthing part, uh, as far as like the working, the crime and stuff like that. I really like doing the crime. It's really a passion for missing persons and crime and things. Um, so, I mean, that's basically what I do. I, I guess you could call me a healer of sorts, um, emotional healer. I can do uh, remote healing as well. I just don't do a lot of it. Right. Um, but the times I have done it, it's really kind of worked miracles from people that I know. So, um, you know, I have seen dark things like you guys do. Um, yeah. Not in the same way, but I've had people ask me, like, if they have something or whatever, and I've been able to see them. Um, and then I just kind of send them on to you, and you're able to validate that for me. So I, I guess yeah. I kind of tap my toe in different areas. Um, I just try to help humanity, I guess, is the biggest thing. Yeah. And that's truly like being a psychic medium. That's, I think, truly is what we're here for. We're supposed to help. We help the living and we help the dead. Right. So I, it's great. I mean, I can agree with all that. Like I've done several different things in my life, but this feels right. <laughs> like this feels really good and like my purpose. So I can relate hundred percent. So what is, so season one, as most people know, unless you're listening for the first time, season one's name is Origins. So we always ask every one of our special guests, what is your paranormal or spiritual origin story? And I'm assuming that yours would be more on the spiritual side. So how did you get into this field and when did it start and how did it start? Um, so I was always kind of intuitive as a kid. I actually don't remember a lot of my childhood, but I can remember certain times of feeling being watched, um, having different experiences as I was growing up, having intuitive kind of hits. Um, and I remember one time, this was like prior to my son being born, this prior to my son being born, prior to me getting pregnant, any of that. So I was probably like 21. Um, I was living in this apartment and it wasn't the greatest area. I was by myself. I had a dog and a couple cats at the time. And uh, there was a lot of noise going on outside. I was actually kind of scared. And um, all of a sudden, my dog, who is who is the best dog in the world, very quiet, very well-mannered, 
um, just naturally, he just was staring at my door and barking at it. And he was acting, he never acted that way. It was very weird. So the next thing you know, like I kind of drift off to sleep and, and he comes and he lays by me, like almost in a protective manner, but he's calmed down by now. And I remember this very vividly. This was one of the biggest things before, like years before I ever opened up into my gift. And uh, all of a sudden something awoke me and I kind of set up. So my eyes were open. And this was one of the only things I've ever seen with my eyes because I really don't see with my eyes. Kind of makes me upset. But <laughs> so I opened my eyes and there was a glowing figure there, almost like an angelic figure. Um, wow. And reached out and handed me a necklace. I mean, it was all gold. I mean, I could see the features and everything. And my dog was staring right at it. So I know I wasn't the only one seeing it because I looked at him and he's like looking right at the thing, but he wasn't barking. So it wasn't anything bad, but um, it handed me a necklace. I literally remember reaching out my hand like to receive the necklace. I don't know what yeah. this was. I don't know what it was about. I still to this day wonder, you know, what it was because I don't know if it was like a protective thing because I was scared. I don't know if that was the start of um of things starting to shift in that way for me. I'm not really sure. It was around I think it was around the time my grandma had passed, you know, like maybe a year or so before and that was like a big big thing for me because she raised me it was like my biggest you know loss um, yeah there was a lot going on in my life at that time so I really to this day don't know what that was I can only think that it maybe it was an angelic being or a guide of some sort and the necklace was probably symbolic but yeah absolutely. I was definitely, definitely awake um yeah so it was years after that I think I was uh 20 this was like when I was 21 20 because I had my son at 22 so I'm thinking it was like when I was around 21 about like when I was 29 nine ish um that's when I met my my twin flame um and that was a, a rocky chaotic situation um and it was a situation I never would have been in otherwise I don't think um as we know twin flames it's kind of that magnetic feeling like no matter how much you try to talk yourself out of it it just does not work um and so I went through that whole chaotic situation and um he ended up I ended up going through my own situation prior to him passing away, like the night before, like I, he had stressed me out so bad that I didn't know what I was doing at that point. I think we've all, all been there at, at some point where we're just so out of our realm that we don't pay attention to what we're doing. And maybe we do things that we wouldn't normally do. Um, yeah. So I ended up going, you know, they took me to the hospital and everything like that. And I kept telling him it was an accident. So they didn't even hold me because it literally was an accident. I had taken some medication that made me do some things I wouldn't normally do. And um, I remember during that time too, because I even realized after I had done it that I, you know, I called my friend, she was a nurse, she came over, my blood pressure dropped, so she called the ambulance. So, I mean, if I really wanted to do it, I wouldn't have called anybody. It was one of those things, like, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I remember, I don't, this is another thing, like, I don't know if, if I was halfway gone or if I was just really knocked out, but it was just all darkness. Um, and my husband had left because he was doing what he does. And, um, I remember I, I had gotten home, um, the next day they had one of the security guards drive me home and I had to climb through the window because I didn't have my keys. 
And that was a really chaotic night too. Cause my husband who was supposed to be coming home, but he, he wasn't, he was a drinker and I didn't know an addict at the time. And, uh, he had called me and was, um, you know, being a drunk jerk off. And, uh, I just had this really bad feeling, you know? Um, but whenever I met him, I knew for some reason that I wasn't going to know him very long. Like it was, something was going to happen. I just had that feeling, you know, and I was always really intuitive with him. Like if I would tell him something was going to happen, the next thing, you know, something would happen. And he would come home and be like, look, I, I can't believe this. Like you told me this was going to happen. And here it is. Like I was really psychic with him. And I think that was the start of things for me. And, and coming in with the twin flame, usually they are psychic. So I think it bumped up, you know, and I was light and he was dark, but, um, anything the next thing you know is I was on the phone with him then that was it and I finally drift off to sleep but something felt wrong with the evening you know you know you just have those bad feelings next thing you know I get a knock at the door and and it was the sheriff's department he had been in a car accident and didn't make it and it was almost like I knew because I don't know if I knew or I was in shock but the sheriff was like why are you acting like normal I don't know I was more acting mad like we'll go figure you know yeah kind of thing So it was after that, I kind of, um, I reached out to a medium about a week later and I had never reached out to a medium before. I had never had a reading before. I had never been into that kind of thing. Even with my grandma, it just wasn't something that I was, even though I found out later that my grandma was into clairvoyance and Ouija boards and things like that. She was also very Christian. I never, uh, I just never got into that side. You know, I never had had a reading or anything. So I reached out to one. I was um, referenced one and she came over and she validated a lot of things. But I had a lot of stuff going on, uh, like slamming doors. uh, Just I don't know if he just really wanted to reach out and was being a nuisance about things. But, you know, the paranormal activity really ramped up in my house after his passing, between after his passing and the time that I, I went to the medium. And so she gave me the reading, but it was at that moment where I was like, you know what? I want to do what she's doing. I want to help people in this way. It was almost like an epitome of, of some sort. The same time. Yeah. The answers I wanted to get things like that. Um, and so after that, um, I kind of started looking into it more, you know, I actually prayed to God and was like, Hey, can you help me communicate with spirit? And I think I, I think it was more of those more along the lines where I already had the gifts. They just hadn't awakened or I hadn't tapped into it. And I needed something to happen for that to happen. So in a way, his sacrifice led me to help other people, but also yeah. saved my life in a way because he wasn't really himself when he was coming to the house. So I think it was his sacrifice that caused a lot of things that although it was hard and it was painful, it in a way awoke me to things I, I wouldn't have been awoken to otherwise, which is what I feel like happens to a lot of people on our path. Absolutely. And um, so it kind of went from there. I, I All of a sudden, people got started getting thrown into my life. Um, I ran into a mentor who's now she's passed away. She's been passed away for a few years, but she was the one that first told me, you know what you need? She's the one that told me about the whole twin flame thing and all of that. And then she said, which it all made sense then before I didn't know what the heck was wrong with me, why I was in this situation, any of that. But once she like explained to me what twin flames were and all that, it all made sense. And, uh, she told me, you know what, you need to be doing readings. I was like, seriously? <laughs> so I started with <laughs> cards, you know, I started with cards. I started kind of just 
giving um, readings to people and they were always accurate. So then I opened a grief group and it was more for like, you know, when people were feeling what I felt, they could have a place to talk about it, you know, kind of learn that there is another side. And I began channeling for people and they didn't know I was channeling when I was trying to help them, you know, with their grief. Um, it just came that naturally. And then, then one day um, I started hearing other spirits and I asked the lady, it was a free group. And I said, um, do you mind if I give you a reading? I said, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but can I try it and see how it goes? And I can't promise that it's going to be good, but, <laughs> and I don't remember the rest of the reading, but the one thing I do remember is I kept getting mashed potatoes. And I was like, how like weird is that? <laughs> you know, that? I'm getting mashed potatoes. Like what the heck is spirit trying to say? But I'll just tell her, you know, maybe it'll mean something. So I told her I was getting mashed potatoes and she said, you're not going to believe this, but I'm standing at the stove right now making mashed potatoes. So that was another epitome moment for me and for her um, because I don't think she'd ever gotten a reading either. And I think it made it real. Like, how would I know that? It's not something right. you can Google, you know, I didn't even know the girl. So from there, my passion kind of went towards uh, crime. You know, I started doing, a, I got this, this guy, I got this guy that I know I had actually another group at a time and he came in there looking for mediums for this podcast and uh, he tested a few of us and I passed. So we started a podcast that went on for a little bit till I got too busy. And then I kind of just went on YouTube and I've been doing it kind of ever since. So I don't know. That's, I guess that's my long story no that's perfect no that's perfect and I would like just to kind of go back to the necklace thing I know I've told you about this if you remember from the live and I know I've said this in previous podcasts but I had a similar experience when I was 12 and that's when I was uh, I had a vision like I wasn't asleep I was like awake but in that between state and I had my very first most clear out-of-body experience and I literally sat up out of my body and I wasn't even controlling it. And I looked over to the uh, empty bunk at camp because I was at church camp. And there was a man that looked like Jesus with a ball of glowing light. And it scared me so bad. But, you know, it reminds me of the necklace. And as I'm sitting here listening to you, yep. I'm pretty. It, it took me like it I took me chill. until I was. Yeah, it took me until I was 32 to realize that that was him giving me my gifts and yours come in the form of a necklace and mine come yep. in the form of a ball of glowing light. So what I wrote down while you were talking was the day that you prayed to God um, was the day you took that necklace out of its box, theoretical box and put it mm -hmm. on for your gifts. I agree. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing that I swear that's exactly so similar to my story, but it took me so long. And now um, I actually can return to that vision at any time I want to, yeah. and I can actually pull from that light to be able to clear people's houses. So that's like the that's source. So I swear that's like exactly this similar situation that happened to me. So that's how I feel about it. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I got chills all on my back when you guys were saying that. So to me, that's true. You normally don't get chills on my back. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they're, they're all the way from the lower back all the way up, but I just, it was just so weird because it was like eight or nine years before I yeah. ever tapped in. I, had, I, I was like you and I was 12 when this happened, but I really didn't start any, um, my journey on this, this area until I was like 31 or no, 30, 31, 32. So I held on to it for 20 years before I ever even, I like, I've remembered it forever, but it, it took me until I was like 32 to start to begin to, I guess, integrate that experience. 
So yeah, that was definitely. And have you ever? I, I do want to ask this before we moved on. That necklace. Do you ever vision that necklace at all? No, it was. I think it might have been like because I'm like you. I can like go back into that vision, which yeah, it's one of the only things that I remember from that time in my life. You know, you go back to certain things and everything's blurry, but yeah. that I can remember that vision. But it was. I think it was like a chain with like a heart. Yeah. So I, if the same principle of like how I go back to that vision and I pull from that light, I bet if you go back to that vision and like put on that necklace in your, in, you know, during your visioning process, I'd be interested to see, I mean, you're already great. Like guys, if you don't know who Rochelle is, she's very well proven her abilities. Um, so she's a great psychic medium, uh, already, but I wonder what would happen if you put on that necklace in a vision. That might be something interesting to try. That's just what spirit's saying. Yeah. Yeah. It would. And, I, and I'd always wondered, like, if it was like an angel or a guide. It wasn't Jesus. It was, um, it kind she of had blonde hair. Of, yeah. Well, everything was glowing. Okay. But it, it would kind of remind me of like an elf. Like, it had like an elf like appearance, but gotcha. maybe not the pointy ears. Um, and gotcha. the hair was really short, but I mean, I would take it as blonde because she was, it was gold. So I don't even know if it was a male or female, right? You know, I can, it was mostly just really glowing gold. Yeah. What definitely. Me an angelic, you know, it's gotta be either an angelic or a guide. Something. 100%. 100%. But they know, they know things before we do. So they were giving me that, I guess I just had to go through something to tap into it. Right. It's literally a metaphoric box. You put it in. It's like a jewelry box and you held it until it was time. And, you know, another thing, which I know you already know, this is something that would be interesting for me and you to do one day when we have the time is to go back and find out when your Saturn Saturn return was because you were going through your Saturn return yeah. at that time, too. Like, that's something we should look at astrologically to see. I think, I think it was fun. when I was 29 or 30. I mean, I think it was yep. the time the whole thing happened with him. Absolutely. You know, that was our past together. Like, you know, although it was hard and although it was tragic and although our, our relationship was chaotic, we had to go through that together for yeah. this to happen. So absolutely, in a way, you know, that was his soul path and my soul path and our soul path together. So although there was bad things, but there was also good things, but I take it as without that, I wouldn't be here without his yeah. sacrifice. I wouldn't be here. So in a way, going through that with him has put me to where I am. So I'm able to help others. So I don't have any, you know, at first I was really pissed off at him, but I don't, now I've learned and I've grown that, that, you know, I don't have any anger or anything towards him that people have yeah. their patterns and their mistakes. And a lot of times when they're addicts and things like that, like they don't know what they're doing. Cause when he wasn't drinking and he wasn't, you know, in, in his addict moments, it, he was the most amazing person. But as you know, what alcohol and drugs do to people, it can bring them in the dark. And I Absolutely. swear he had an attachment anyways, because I've seen it in pictures later on. So I know oh. there was something driving, I know there was something driving him to do certain things. Yeah. And because every time he would try to get out of it, you know, he'd have family members or people like pull him back in. Like he was sober for like a month. And then all of a sudden here they go calling him. But there was actually like, I had seen like the same attachments and pictures when I go back to it, when I, when I look back that I didn't see before. And I really think because of the twin flame and the lights and everything, like the dark didn't want us to be together because they say that one happy twin flame couple admits a much light as like 
if all of Europe were to attain enlightenment and that's just too much light. So the dark tries to interfere. And that's why a lot of twin flames don't make it is because that makes sense comes in and tries to build a wedge between them and they just use their weakness so basically you know white and dark together and they're supposed to balance but that's why twin flames is the yin yang sign you know so i was the light part and he was the dark part but yet we mirror each other if that makes sense absolutely Um, it would be a good time to we normally wait till the end but it would be a good time just to kind of throw in what you did with that experience in terms of your in terms of your book would you like just to tell the listeners just a tiny bit about that where they can find it um yeah I was actually gonna oh okay sorry (laughs) I'm psychic I guess I don't know (laughs) well no I was saying I was gonna uh I was actually gonna have it you know put out there by a different publisher but oh um, yeah I ended up not being able to do that right now it actually got to me too much financially so it's still on amazon um and it's r&r love a twin flame story and it's basically about the story and how i understand twin flames and there's a channeling from him at the end um i think he helped me write it because one day i stopped i had it took me five years to write it i'm very procrastinative but also um i didn't know if there were certain things i wanted to put in there you know i didn't want to tarnish his memory or anything like that. I didn't want to say certain things. So one day I asked him and he said, just tell it how it is because we wrote it to kind of help other people understand people's addictions, um, you know, twin flame journeys and how a journey can be, but also, you know, how dark it can be, but how it can, how it can change us. So we actually, I feel like it was written to help people. Um, And so I, I had gotten his permission to, put certain things in there he said just tell it how it was so right. and it's got good reviews like people really enjoy it guys so definitely if you uh want to check it out definitely go to amazon and snatch it up because if yeah. there may be a time that rochelle decides to go a different path with and it might not be available in the future it will be available in the future but in a different way so it might have to be pulled off but that project's on hold correct yeah okay uh, so you know it's it's only 11 11 on on amazon and um yeah so i mean it's got five stars and and i feel i get a lot of good reviews on it so i feel like we did what we were supposed to do with it absolutely absolutely yeah that's a really great story like it's an amazing story so it's like a it's kind of like we would call a a come-up story for your abilities the just in that way it's fascinating Mm -hmm. how we all tap into our abilities you know, in different ways through different events. And it's always around life lessons. Um, But yeah, there's definitely some common denominators among people that are meant to do this type of work. It's a beautiful thing, but we do have to go. I found we've had to go through the ringer before we can actually turn around and help other people. It's almost like we get that life experience and then the people that are sent our way, we can relate to them somehow in a 3D way then then we're able to help them in a spiritual way even better. I don't know if you've noticed that correlation, but I have with my clients. Yeah. And it's really crazy. Yeah, yep. I have because there's other things in my life that I went through that I now help people with other with it. Um, so I've had to be a victim in more ways than one to understand it from their level. So I totally believe that people like us, we have to go through a hard, like hard, hard things to also build that compassion. So we have to have that compassion to be compassionate towards people, to be non-judgmental towards people and to also kind of understand their experience and relate it to ours. Like it be, we become relatable, you know? 
So I totally agree with that. Emily, were you going to say something? Yeah, I wanted to say, like, I noticed, like, if people aren't, like, when I say born with it, I mean, like, straight from the gecko, you're seeing things or hearing things with your Claire, like, you're in it. But, like, I noticed a lot of people, there's just this one catalyst that starts everything. And I I have experienced the same thing because I was put in a situation and I pretty much prayed for these abilities and then I got them. So Yeah, I think if we really humble ourselves and we really ask for it, and if it just if it's in our line, that's great. It makes it more accessible because it does run down my line on my mom's side. And then my son like has like really, really amazing healing abilities that the most amazing I've ever seen. But he just, you know, he's at that age. I'm sure he'll come back into it one day. Um, but totally, I, I completely agree with that. There's always that catalyst. And I think if we ask for it too, it lets spirit know that we're ready, you know. Absolutely. And I will say this for the listeners too, like everybody's abilities are different. We all have natural born intuitive gifts. Some people's are just going to be a little bit stronger than others because everybody has their own life's purpose. So a lot of people get somewhat discouraged when it doesn't come quickly and it doesn't come quickly for everybody. Some, and you know, sometimes it just kicks in kind of all at once you go through like an awakening or a tragedy or a traumatic event and then you know you might get them all at once but it's still you have to build up to them you have to practice but not everybody's going to receive information in the same way and we talked about this uh, a lot about this during this whole um, season really especially during our our last mini series we just dropped the five episodes like and if you guys haven't checked that out and you're interested in learning more about um, psychic abilities, uh, the ESP and spiritual protection, definitely go check that out because we talk about all that kind of stuff, what we're saying. So it's super important to be patient with this kind of work, too, because, you know, we're only going to get what spirit's going to give us when we're ready. So just a reminder. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. I wanted to add two to that. Um you know how you're talking about how sometimes it takes time like it does and we all have our own way of working so you know like I chant I don't channel the same way you do I don't have the same like my my symbolism is not going to be the same as your symbolism like you have to build that communication with spirit like your own communication almost like you know they know how to communicate with you they know what symbolism to use you know they know what gifts you have to use because not everybody's going to be clairvoyant some people will be more clairsentient or, you know, be more clairaudience. And, you know, sometimes we work more with one than the other, but it's almost like we have to build that our own communication with spirit in the own time. I mean, 11 years later, I'm still learning how I work with spirit. I'm still trying to understand it. So it does, it's, it's, it's a journey you have to have patience on and you have to just allow things to come as they do, because even I get frustrated. I'm like, well, shoot, I wish I was better at this or better at that, but It'll come how it's meant to, I guess, is what I keep telling myself (laughs) when it comes to communication. (laughs) I think the other problem is, too, when you have people that get into this in the beginning, they don't know where to start. And it's like when you don't have a direction and you don't even know what your abilities are, but you know you have abilities, that's where people start doing too much. And instead of focusing on one thing, it's like spread out. So you're not really getting anything done, if that makes sense. So well, meditation, meditation is really important because yeah. 
I feel like that's how, I mean, I don't do it as much anymore, which is probably most of my problem. Like I don't make the time for it, but in the beginning I did lots of meditation and it, it really does quiet your mind. It teaches you to how to connect. It teaches you also like to bring in your clairvoyance. Cause I say guided meditation. I like the guided ones because you have to actually envision things as you go along to make sure yeah. clairvoyance stronger but it's almost like you have to be learn how to quiet your mind to tap in if you've got adhd or you don't have adhd you probably will have adhd by the time you're done <laughs> oh my my adult adhd or whatever add has ramped up i mean with kids and stuff and they say women actually kind of get that way as they get older because we just have so many tasks going on generally in life well most you know most women or whatnot and i i feel that so hard but it's a part of your gifts because I actually just, this, yep. it was, this was by a sub of mine. He was, cause I was like, I don't know why all of a sudden, like with my gifts, I got ADHD. And, um, he said, well, if you think about it, you were just explaining. Cause I always explain like the spirit realm as a fan, like that's what Sylvia Brown used to use, like to kind of explain it like the lower, like we're on earth. Right. So we're like the low, the low fan. Then, you know, we have the, where kind of like the lower astrals is like the medium and then where spirit is, it's like the high fan. So it's, it's a very high vibration. So our mind has to go really fast and we have to kind of be ADHD to reach that level. I also Absolutely. think there's some kind of shifts in the brain that happen at some point, or there's an area that turns off and another area that turns on. I think that's been proven by like when they've done brain scans on mediums, I think uh, like Long Island medium or something. So That's I think crazy. like those kind of shifts that, that happen in the brain to where you're able to turn off one area and turn on another. That's I would really love to do that. Yeah, it I is. Know. I would love to do that. I know. They, be awesome. Yeah, they do that. Um, I don't know. I have to look more into it, but in my state, I can't remember exactly because we have a bunch of colleges here. It's uh, out towards Raleigh. I would, they have a um, place that does that. I think it might be UNC or might be Chapel Hill or one of the places like that. And I thought about message, messaging them. Uh, also, they have the brainwave readers that you can actually get for your house. Like, look, I'm dreaming big. I can pretend like one day I'll get one, but you can hook yeah. it up to your computer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can hook it up to your computer and you can actually do it at home. So I don't know, maybe one day they'll make it uh, more affordable than it are. I, I don't think they're extremely expensive, but it's not something you just want to go out and like purchase. But I'm so interested to see the difference, which I'd have to like learn it, you know, or find somebody. Well, actually, I have a previous client that reads Brainwave. So I'd have to ask her to help me out with that. But yeah, it's it's crazy how we all kind of, you know, have our, I guess you could say our, is what it, it wouldn't be glow up, it'd be our psych up. <laughs> we never yeah. Our experiences, you know, and um, it's always very interesting how even though they're so different, they're always very similar. And that's just a testament to how spirit works. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Now, as you were, since we're talking about our, our glow ups or up and coming time here, during this time, is there any, um, let's say, we'll, we'll go to the sleuthy side of things. Is there any cases that have stuck out with you along the way? Like, you know, within, within the last five years, I thought of one, maybe uh, Delphi, or if you have one before that. And basically the case that sticks out to you and kind of the lessons that you learned, or if it uh, changed your abilities in any way, like maybe just those types of cases that really kind of changed your perspective and your gifts. 
Well, I think um actually the last well there's a few cases. I think my gifts have sort of shifted and changed in the last couple of years, but it's more of like, I'm able to be more um, focused than I was before. Before it was like, I was getting a ton of information when I was auto writing and I was trying to get it on one case, but I was getting it on a lot of different things. Um, so like when I first started doing like the Delphi auto writes, I was trying to focus on Delphi, but I was pulling in Long Island serial killer that I didn't know I was pulling in. I was pulling in all these cases of these new serial killers that were going to emerge and new cases that were going to happen. I was pulling in bits and pieces of that and they're happening now because Delphi is happening now. So I've noticed that cases have a timing. Um, so when spirit gives things, it's all about like timing stuff. Um, so that I didn't notice till now when things start happening, you know, right. like, and then I'm like, oh, wait, I got that in Delphi. Let me go back. So it turns out I got a lot more in those auto rights on the, you know, Gilgo Beach serial killer, allegedly, um, than I did on the Delphi guy. Wow. Okay. And I did get things on the him, you know, but you have to like pick through it. That's where the, the auto rights get a little confusing. So I worked a lot on that. Um, Stephanie Parze, I think, was like my first like, aha, I can do this. Um, and that's because, but again, it was an auto right. So there was a lot of other things mixed in, like Quentin. Um, yeah. You know, when I was doing her auto right, I guess I got Quentin in a landfill, but I didn't, I didn't realize it didn't make sense at the time. But for her, I was getting, she was off on the side of the road and the number nine kept coming in and I was describing it and it turns out that's where she was. Um, and I remember getting like, again like I think it was a plane or something during that time and it turns out it happened the same day as Kobe crashed so again it was all about timing um so I think Stephanie Parze she was one that really touched me her and Anaya um because Anaya's area was correct too so I can always it's it location stresses me out because I can always see it like I'm there but it's really hard to find because so many places look the same you right. know and sometimes yep. I feel things on a map and sometimes I don't. And I get super frustrated and I'll be in an area and it's not like someone says, oh yeah, that's right to me. Like my gifts don't work like that completely. Right. Sometimes yeah. it will. And then how do I know? Cause I have no one there to go check, you know? So it's one of those things where I can't really test it. But, um, so then that was like in my earlier days, you know, and I, I kind of continued with it. And a lot of my readings were auto rights because that's, the only way I knew how to tap in. That's how I started my gifts and whatnot. And although I would try to focus on one case, I'm now knowing that in all my auto rights, there's probably multiple cases and who knows what's in there. Um, so I think it was last year, I decided I was going to start doing things differently. Um, I was going to start trying to channel uh, live um, to try to get more of a focused because when you get into auto writing, you're very deep, you're an open channel and anything can come in, anything goes. Um, so I started with the Delphi case. I felt a pull back to it. And, and actually, I don't know if I did anything before that. I might've done a few before that, but I was testing the waters. You know, I said, you know, it's almost like spirit said, you know, if you scribble, cause I'm ADHD, I go all over the place. I get kind of in my mind sometimes. And, um, scribbling helps me to focus more on the scribbles almost like a I mean you can understand that fine art medium like when you draw right it puts you in yeah. a meditative state it's all it's kind of like that so I started doing the scribbling and I've noticed that that helps a lot but um so I was I started doing the Delphi 
stuff. And I actually got his full name. Wow. And, uh, and I'd never done that before. I think that's mo more unprecedented. But I think it was one of those things where they were like, okay, well, he's going to be arrested this year. It's not going to hurt to give you his name. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was a timing thing. Like I had gotten Richard long time before when I was doing the auto rights and I had gotten Alan long time before I'd gotten Keegan. These are all names that are involved. Right. So I had gotten them throughout the timing, but this came in Rick and then it came in a couple things. And then it was like Alan, but I didn't know at the time, like when you're channeling, you don't know, like you don't know what you're getting until you go back. So right. I didn't even really got it till he was arrested. After he was arrested, I went back and I was like, well, holy crap. And he was yeah. Richard, but he, he was known as Rick. Everybody called him Rick. So that's yeah. all legend. But that's um, crazy. Yeah. So that was that. I think that was like a big moment for me. And I was like, well, holy crap. I didn't know I could get names because I always struggled with names. <laughs> you know? Names are hard. I, names are hard. And I don't know why that is. But I, I end up a lot. My names are getting better. They're getting better. Um, but a first and last name, it's something that's really hard to pull. Yeah, you know? first and last name. I mean, I can get first names maybe 40% of the time, maybe 35, but last names not so much. I'll get the I'll get uh, close to the first name. Never I've never even got the last name, but I don't I don't do as much channeling like that. I will occasionally and I've done it for practice. Um and I was going to say this too, something I've always thought about your auto rights. Um I I feel like spirit was also like you were saying a timing thing but I also feel like spirit was setting you up for your career too because now you have I know this might sound a little weird but it sounds like spirit was setting you up for now so you can go back and you have that validation and you have that content because of course our content is what gets people to us right so it's yeah. almost like spirit was setting you up for your career now can I add something yeah, sure. yeah. so as you were talking about like channeling and then having all these things come in from different cases, I noticed, so I got to see uh, the Long Island medium in person. And I noticed in her shows that when she were, when she was doing readings for people, spirits started to piggyback. And yeah. I'm seeing that with you and your channels. And it is a timing thing too. So depending on the time of what's going on, I see them piggybacking on to your channel and that's why you're getting them from all different like cases yeah especially with the auto rates because you're just you're just in such a deep channel but yeah they do they piggyback but it has to do with timing like this case is going to happen during this so you know when you go back you're going to see that you got it five years ago like mm -hmm. that's that's what threw me but yeah and then that happens in live readings too they're gonna pick they piggyback like something I say for someone will make sense for people in chat too and they'll be like oh that makes sense for my grandma or that make and that's why spirit does that they get a message too without me having to channel everybody mm -hmm. so but yeah it, it the, the thing is the thing that's confusing though is like the interconnects like people don't understand how they work but I do like I've started to see patterns like timing and patterns and stuff like even even now, like Alan, I kept getting that even after, and it's, it's comes in that it's fitting multiple cases. Yeah. There's certain names that I've gotten on a list that I don't know if I should like release it or not. Cause it's just boring. It's just a list of like words that I picked up or was drawn to. I've noticed that like the word broad has fit multiple cases where bodies are like Broadway or, you know, other words that I've gotten, it will fit multiple cases. So That's it's just, kind of, it's kind of interesting how it works. And 
I don't think a lot of people notice the patterns, but I notice patterns and numbers and names and timing and things like that. Um, like today, I guess there was a couple that was missing and they were found in a crash. Their last name is Alan. Um, you know, it's just the, the timing of everything is just really wild to me. But, you know, then then we go after that whole Delphi thing and we go to, to, to Quentin's case. Right. And mm -hmm. I forgot about that. I literally forgot that I got his name. So it was almost like spirit said, let's make a validation video of some cases and put it together. So they're like, start with Stephanie. I didn't know what they were doing, but I just followed. So I went to Stephanie and when I saw Quentin and landfill, I almost passed out. Like literally I couldn't oh, believe right. it this was before the child was even born. Yeah. So it talks about like, you know, that's about destiny. Like it was, yep his mom's life was already on that path that it was going to happen. But the fact that I got it three years before, like, I couldn't believe it, but, but yeah, that that's was, wild. and that's why it didn't make sense at the time. You know, there was, there was nothing to connect it to. So I kind of just had to let it go, but it was almost like spirit sent me back to that reading to let me see, because in Quentin's case, I kept getting two areas and kept getting where he was dropped off and the landfill. But my mind was saying, was she really that stupid? you know, like they already know that that's where he's going to be. Like, that's what my mind was doing to me. So every time I'd get on a map, I'd end up back at the landfill, no matter which way I went. There was like four or five different ways. I, I remember, I remember doing some of that with you, like map hunting and stuff. And then like, and I think, cause normally when I channel in stuff, I don't get a bunch of different things if I focus on one thing. But when I was like, just kind of messing around on the map with you and I started getting things like duck hunter and then I started channeling in different by me and you kind of doing that together, kind of, it was, you know, it wasn't for a video, just for fun to try to figure it out. Kind of, I guess say not fun, but you know what I mean? And yeah. I got like hunter and then you were like, you were seeing people in orange and I started realizing that I think because you said that you ended up finding out that it was actually another case yeah. because yes, yeah, so, interconnect to the timing. There was yeah, a body found two days after that channel in a marshy area by duck hunters. See, that's wild. And I normally don't do that, but I think that also goes to show you like when you, you know, we, us psychic mediums like to poke around and, you know, do things together like that sometimes just because we like it. It's fun, you know, <laughs> and whatever it may be. We just like to get information sometimes. And when you start to work together with other mediums, you might actually start picking, you pick up on each other's energy and it kind of gets like intertwined and then you may start working differently. I noticed that too, Yep. but it's, it's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy how it happens. We kind of like feed off of each other in a way. Yep. Um, and yeah, I remember that. And that was a wild case with Quentin. Well, that's kind of why I don't do live readings anymore. Yeah, like I started doing live readings like with but I was doing live readings with all this like Quentin and, and Delphi and then and then freaking um, Idaho 4, right? Yeah. But during Idaho 4, I realized that I was picking up on the chat and the chat's mind and what they thought was overtaking my readings and it was confusing yep. me. You know, I was starting to see people that they thought it was, but yet I knew that wasn't it. So they were overtaking spirit and in Ethan's reading, it overtook it so much that he got so frustrated. He was just like, okay, I'm done. So yeah. I decided not to do that anymore. And now I just use a sitter, you know, yeah. when I came. So that, that's, that's the thing with being a psychic medium. People don't understand how, how strong minds can be, especially if it's all together. And when you start projecting that, we will pick up on it. Like I was not reading the chat, but I was picking up stuff before they would say it in the chat. Yeah. I 
can relate because I had been doing live readings on my channel as well. And I noticed that I was picking up everybody's like health issues and it was getting really hard to focus. And then like everyone's hauntings would then start to intermingle. And then I would be picking up somebody else's that I'm not even reading for. And it's, it just became a mess. And that's why I stopped doing it as well. I'm not doing lives like that anymore. Well, I mean, you can do lives like for like personal readings and stuff like that. But when it comes to cases, I think it just screws everything up. So I just don't do live readings on cases anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I've noticed the overlay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I had to learn like anything. Like I'm trying different ways to channel, but I have to learn what works and doesn't work. Just like any starting out. Yeah, I've yet to do live readings online. Cause you know, y'all know me, I don't really like to do camera much, but I will, <laughs> I'll do it, but I've yet to do that, but getting ready to start a new venture. Yeah, I know, but people like my face. They want, they like the interactions with faces, you know? So I want to be able to be on there and be present one day. I'll do them though. I want to give it a shot. Once I get this new little gig thing I got going and I get comfortable with it, I might do it. I just kind of been a puss about it, to be honest. Yes, you give anti vibes. That's why everybody wants to be your friend. I guess, man. I got you, bro. <laughs> I got you. I won't well, tell your parents. Well, spirit like threw me into it. Yeah. You know, they 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 didn't give me a choice. They threw me into like the live readings and I was like, oh crap, this isn't gonna go good. Like I don't even know if I could channel this way. <laughs> I've but done everything, do. you know. I don't even know if I could do this, but yeah, I just. But you did it. You they did know it. more than I do. They know more than I do. So right. I still keep telling myself, "Well, I guess I'll follow you guys more, <laughs> know more than I do." <laughs> so I kind of want to stick to the theme of the cases in a way, but I do want to ask one question, or I would like for you to tell uh, the listeners about what happened with the Delphi and why you stopped. i'm sorry (laughs) well you know you know now that we know and we understand that the delphi auto rights were multiple cases i was tapping into some really dark energy so basically everything when i was doing the auto rights on delphi i was tapping into all the dark energy a truck driving serial killer so probably be multiple um the gilgo beach killer the two two like the mexican serial killer that just came up recently um there's actually two of them, one from Dallas and one from um, Tijuana. And uh, so I was picking up and literally the one from Dallas, he's wearing a, uh, this, this blew my mind. He's wearing like a, a blue and white checkered shirt, like in his mug shot or the shot they put up. And I kept picking up like <laughs> that kind of shirt. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's gotta be who I was picking up on. Cause in the Delphi auto rights, I kept picking up like, you know, Hispanic, type person and everybody's like the person that did Delphi is not Hispanic I was like well I don't know what to say but at that time I didn't know I was picking up you know future cases right um it hadn't happened yet so we couldn't relate it to anything so that's why I always tell people now like it might be called Delphi but it's just because I was trying to pull in Delphi but I pulled in multiple past present future cases so yeah. um I think because I was tapping into that dark energy uh I, I ticked some I ticked off some darker entities um and i started to get pulled into the lower astral when i would go to sleep um i could literally feel them pulling on my clothes um and trying to do other things that we're not going to talk about here but um 
there were certain things that was happening that had never happened before, but I was getting pulled into the lower astrals. And I think it's just because I was tapping into all that dark energy. I was tapping into all of these, you know, and a lot of times whenever there's a lot of this, you know, you know, it's surrounded by demons and things like it's surrounded by energy and the things that sometimes control people. And I just think I got a little bit too close or a little bit too much information and they didn't like that. Absolutely. Um, So I quit because (laughs) I was like, I am every night I would go to sleep and to where my cats were laying on my legs, like trying to keep me in my body. It was, I know I haven't experienced anything since I stopped. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that. And I mean, that's a good point. That's, that's a good, it's good for me to mention this now when I said at the very beginning, beginning how Rochelle does similar work to us. It's just a little different. Well, she works like with the dark souls, I guess you could say, or people that have, you know, bad things around them. So it is similar, but it's just different. And that's the, you know, we tell our listeners all the time, you know, you have to be careful kind of what you pry into. And that I just wanted you to tell everybody that because normally you don't, you don't have a bunch of dark stuff around. You generally deal with, you know, beings of light or people that have been murdered, which is dark, but at the same time, you know, it's still a little bit different, but even though you're doing that stuff can still happen is the point I'm trying to make. So yeah. And I mean, I'm glad that you stopped because that's not good. Like I, I know what you're talking about, you know, and that's just, it's scary and it's not good. And, you know, having so much other stuff going on, I think it was right. And I'm pretty sure, you know, you were talking about how there's possibly some, um, we'll just use the word occult, like occult involved possibly. Somewhere. There's gotta be somewhere. Cause I kept picking that up, but like literally the day that I finished the, the number 10 auto, right. My grandpa was passing of cancer and uh, and I like stepped in a hole and tweaked my whole ankle and needed surgery like that day so uh after I quit I didn't have a lot of issues but while I was in it I had a lot of issues yeah so you know um it was almost like they were trying to get me to stop I was I was a little too uh I guess too good at at channeling certain things that they didn't out and then, you know, you tap into that dark energy and it was just like, I was not allowed to stay in my body when I was sleeping. It was the weirdest thing, but you know, and then you're watching ghost stories on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> you then know? it makes it even worse because you're freaking yeah. out. It was, it was dumb. Cause like I'd be watching something and I fall asleep and it'd be ghost stories. And I'm sure that didn't help, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I just had to quit and clear the energy. Plus I think where I was. I didn't have good energy either. Right. Like the house I was in, the stuff going on in my life, like it, it just, everything was like intensified. Yeah. That, that really makes a difference too. Like when you're dealing with that kind of stuff, which it wasn't, it wasn't known to you at the time that you were dealing with that type of stuff, but you obviously, you know, you figured it out when it started happening and it's best to, you know, just for listeners, it's best to, if you are doing something similar to this or trying to get into this work and you've not really dealt with a lot of darker stuff, you always want to do some form of clearing and protection when you do any type of this work, no matter what type of medium you are or whatever box you fit in. But uh, definitely, you know, it's a good lesson to learn, you know, like learn from our, our, not necessarily mistakes, but learn from our advice because it's really important because you can have a lot of crazy shit start to happen for sure. And um, let's see, I do. Before I, mean, I would just start praying and it would bring me back. 
you know, like whenever you're in that thing, it would bring you back. But, but, you know, that takes me back to like, after my husband passed away and I think his, his attachment came after me. Um, and my mom never liked that house for some reason. She always gets sick there. My mom's very like clairsentient. Um, and so she can, I think she picks up bad energies because there's certain times like she'll be like, I don't like it. Uh, and she didn't like coming to my house. She said she felt very uh, weird, like very off. And yeah. she would always kind of get sick when she would come there. So I, for one, didn't feel it like she did. But I had the experience of being held down in my bed. And be- And this was when I first started opening up. I wasn't even, I didn't know what the heck was going on. Exactly. You know? And I don't know if it was my husband. I don't know if it was like something else because there was, I saw a shadow in the mirror one time. I don't even know if the door slamming was him. I think that was, cause that kind of stopped after the reading, but I was literally, I, they were holding, something was holding my wrist and pushing me up in my bed. And it was like, it's hard to explain the feeling, but like being pushed up in something, but there's no wall. And, um, I could feel the pain in my wrist. Like I could really feel that pain and I just started praying, you know, I just started praying. That's, that's what I need to do. And the next thing, you know, I, I opened my eyes and this thing like crawled across, like down the wall, down the ceiling and down the wall. And, uh, yeah. So then the, the person that was helping me at the time, um, I called her right away and she's like, okay, we're going to do a clearing and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, when I left that house, I cleared it and I told it, don't follow me. Like I did everything you're supposed to do and it still followed me. And then I had to do full clearing at my house because I remember I was doing like, I had just started doing readings and I like literally heard a growl and my dog was sitting right there. My dog looked right at it when it growled and I told it, get the F out of my house. That was the last thing I heard of it. But I also did like a huge, huge clearing, like really like something I learned from a shaman. And then I didn't have any more problems with it. But I think it was his. Yeah, the door slamming. I'm I'm borderline saying that it was your husband. Like, I think your husband's energy was around. I'm not sure if he slammed the door. What I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think the attachment was trying to make you think it was your husband, but his energy has been around the whole time. Cause I've seen him um, like uh, come up and like kneel down and hold your hand and stuff like that in the past. Like when we first started talking and stuff. So he's always around, but this thing was like um, feeding off your pain because they match your vibration. So we know during this time, obviously it was a tragic time. Your vibrations naturally going to be low. So it automatically, um, even if there was an attachment and you're already open, it will naturally bring in lower vibrational energies, whether that's earthbound spirits or something darker, but that was definitely something much darker and it very well, I mean, I'm pretty sold on the fact that it was the attachment from your husband because it was coming in to take your light because basically what spirit's showing me right now is once he passed over, it like extended your light. so yeah and that when your light starts to shine brighter that's when they try to come in and even though your vibration can be low your light can still shine brighter especially if you have abilities and you don't have as much control over it when it first starts and it's trying to like dim your light and take your energy while you're still um going through the grieving process of any type of trauma so that yeah that makes a lot of sense exactly I mean 100 percent yeah, I think it was his because I, I realized later on, like I was seeing it in pictures. 
Yep. It, I it believe so. Like, it, it crawled across the ceiling like it was some kind of like thing with legs, like spider, some kind of spider thing. Yeah, it its elbows leg. and its knees were sticking out. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a human crawling on all fours. No, its elbows and knees were sticking out and it skittered across. I see it. It's kind of weird. It was weird. Which I see shit like that all the time. Emily, are you seeing it? Well, first it's, it appeared as a dark shadow and I just see it moving across, going from the ceiling down the wall. Yeah. And its legs, it kind of reminds me like, uh, you know, like a cockroach, how like yes, I they saw it. Skitter and like the legs are like the pointiness of their joints and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're talking about. And it actually, I hear it's it makes a really weird noise. Yeah. It's like I can't even I can't even try to duplicate it. But if you could think of, I'm trying to think of a movie or something. It's like a eh, eh, eh. I know this is awful, but it's like a eh, 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 noise. I can't make it nowhere near like this thing makes. But it actually has like a vibrational noise to it it's echoing in my head it reminds me of some like alien movie you would see and you hear that kind of staggered thing it wasn't an alien it was definitely a dark dark entity Mm -hmm. being that's associated with addiction yeah which makes sense because I feel like he really tried to fight his addictions like he really wanted to be good and have a good life with me like it's all there in his letters and everything like what he really wanted to do but it's just he wasn't strong enough to fight yeah yeah, and it's good that, you know, that's gone because that's nowhere near, that's nowhere around you anymore. No, I got rid of that. Yeah, that's, that's gone. I pulled in some power on that one, let me tell you. Yeah, that, that's definitely, bye-bye. That one's been taken and um, took where they, I don't know where they take them when they're like that. Like, the thing about spirit is they always will give even things like that the opportunity to heal and to go wherever they belong in a, a more positive place but if they resist then they just take them away it's almost like jail for for spirits like that or entity that's not a that's an entity yeah. um yeah for sure um so I'm trying to think if there's anything else. oh hello i'm rebecca rosewood and i'm here to help you keep your curses hexy and your hexes sexy in this snarky true crime and paranormal podcast If you like a little personality with your true crime and a little scare with some flair, Thrice Cursed is the podcast for you. Thrice Cursed will be coming to you anywhere you listen to podcasts in October. Until then, you can find me on social media such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Thrice Cursed Pod. Until then, keep it hexy. Hey there, curiosity connoisseurs. Are you intrigued by all things strange, weird, and unusual, but too embarrassed to talk with your friends and family about it? Well, we're your family now. Join me, chronically curious Katie. And me, combat veteran Chris, as we don our tinfoil hats and question everything. From crazy mysteries, out-of-this-world conspiracies, and the unbelievable happenings all around us. Let's try to stay sane as we laugh and explore together through our podcast, Stop Thinking With Your Butt. Wherever you like to listen. What's up, everybody? My name is Kevin, and I host this little podcast called Where Weird Ones Are. I talk to people about their personal experiences with paranormal and the supernaturals, extraterrestrials. We get into conspiracies. Also talk about spirituality. All of those things that are weird. Where you can find the show is on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Rumble. 
If you want to be featured on the show and tell your stories, your encounters, email me at where the weird ones are at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, where underscore the weird ones are. Are you done? Do you have anything else you want to add to that? Because I was going to talk about one more spooky experience before we moved on that I just remembered uh, during our conversation. Rochelle, is there anything else you want to add to that? Nope, I don't think so. Other than, you know, like we talked about, you know, when someone's opening up, that stuff tends to try. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when we have to set our boundaries and like, you're and pray. Like I tell people to pray, like what you believe in. I personally uh, go straight to beings of light and I use Jesus. That's just me. I know other people use different things and, you know, that's their choice. But I have found in the type of work that I do that works for me. Plus he, I mean, he's the one that gave me, showed me my light. So that's who I resonate with the most. And I, I know because of, you know, religion and stuff, it gets a bad rap, but it, it works. <laughs> well, he's in us. I always tell people like this, like he's an ascended master and a lot of the religion is man said like, yeah. he's, you know, he's a being of light and he's an ascended master like Buddha and mother Mary and all that. Um, so he's the one I reach out to too, but I was taught that anyways, you yeah. know, with the person that I, that I, for one of the people I've, that I was talking to around this time, like she taught me how to channel him and stuff. So, um, that's who I go to anyways. And prayers work, you know, and then, you know, a lot of the praying that I did put me back in my body. Yeah. So absolutely. Because you had, I mean, you have to have higher help and a a lot of people getting started out. I mean, some people know that they, they should do that, but a lot of people that are getting started out on their spiritual journey, if they don't have any um, foundation, they really feel like it comes from themselves and they can do it themselves. I've noticed. And we try to teach people that you really need that connection with higher vibrational beings, beings of light to be able to do any type of this work is you're not doing it just all by yourself. We are, actually just a point like the way that it's explained to me is we are present in the spiritual as humans and we're present in the 3d so spirit uses us to do earthly work and we have to be the conduit in between and i know y'all can agree with that i'm sure but um and that i mean in order for when i was feeling that pain in my wrist and stuff that's what i was doing i was praying yeah that's what left yep you know, you can't really cast anything out without that higher power, honestly. Absolutely. You're right. I mean, and thank you for, um, you know, making that a big statement because some people, especially people newer to this, I think sometimes it's overlooked about how powerful that actually is. We're powerful ourselves, but we're nothing without spirit. So um, I would like to just briefly chat about something me and you did a little while back um or you had messaged me about and I know you did this um in a channeling too but the um is it the Texas killing fields I knew you were gonna go there I was waiting for either that or yep um the hotel yep oh yeah that's that's one more actually I lied there was if you got time I'd like to talk about both of those but um yeah the Texas killing fields I, I don't think i I found out something and I'm not going to say it right yet because we're going to talk about it, but I found out something that I haven't told you yet that I just remembered. And if I can find it, I need to send it to you about that night. But would you like to tell the listeners about what happened with the Texas killing fields and how me and you had that conversation that night? Oh gosh. Um, yeah. Okay. So like I decided, you know, I'm, I'm so smart. Um, I decided I was going to do a reading on the Texas killing fields, which when I first did the reading, I literally did not know that it was multiple 
I didn't know it was multiple killers. I didn't know it was, you know, I just thought it was like, from what I knew, like it was one serial killer. That's because the movie and stuff, like that's all I knew about. I didn't know that there was multiple energies, multiple dark, like it was a whole thing of darkness. I didn't know that. Or I probably wouldn't have tapped into it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I don't remember if my cat was being, I feel like my cat was being weird that night as like a protection thing. Cause you know, our cats work on the astral plane and I notice sometimes when I tap in, they'll come over to me. Um, Ezekiel likes kids. So if I'm tapping into kids, he'll come over. He did that a lot with Quentin, but it's almost like they kind of protect me on that spiritual plane um, or the astral plane. But I basically tapped into the Texas killing fields. And then that night, um, there was some kind of weird thing at the end of my bed. And I remember waking up. I don't see really things with my eyes. I see it in my third eye waking up and kind of seeing it. But at the same time, my husband and my wolf and another guy was standing next to me, like almost a standoff. Um, so yeah, I kind of did that to myself. <laughs> right. But you didn't I mean, it was just, you didn't know, you know, and I get that if you don't know, cause you don't try to know a lot about a case, obviously, before you channel it in, because you don't want to know because it can influence. Plus you want to be able to validate it. So that's understandable. Well, I remember you texting, texting me that night and be like, Hey, there's something in my room. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, um, well, okay. Give me a second. So I immediately was basically pushed into your room and at the end of your bed, um, there was a man in like a trench coat with a cowboy hat and glasses and he had a belt on with four chains and then he, and this is a little graphic y'all. So, I mean, if you're kind of uh, sensitive to uh, situations involving, I guess you could say captivity, I'm sorry, I could probably put it in better words, but that's basically what I'm getting ready to say. So you might want to skip about 30 seconds ahead if this is a sensitive subject for you. Um, but basically at the end of the bed, I saw that man, he was all like black and gray, different shades of gray. There was no color in this at all. And then attached to his belt, he had four chains and on the, each end of those chains were women and they had different, the, their hands were bound and they were like on their knees and uh, blindfolded and just kind of like looking around and stuff. And there was a standoff for sure. Like I saw the light and I saw, I mean, I felt the light in and I felt the dark and he was not going anywhere. He was watching you because you were prying into it. Well, what I haven't told you is I found out months later, I honestly just forgot. Um, I found out one of the guys that I don't know his name, like I've looked into it, but I, I forget. Um, but one of the guys, that description, what I saw with the cowboy hat and the glasses, I don't know if he was like one of the landowners or what, but um, I found a picture of that man I saw standing at the end of your bed. And he's very predominant in this story. And he, um, I think he was one of the landowners out there that people always questioned about. I don't know though, for facts, don't mark my words on that, but I found a picture of that man and I need to find it and send it to you because I was floored, but that's what was standing at the end of your bed that night. And then I did some type of reading about the fields and we were talking about how like there is a battle between light and dark in that area because it's just so is so saturated with just negative dark energy and there's portals out there it's just wild it's a wild wild place i didn't you know, know that but there is there is like a i kept picking up like a truck driver there is a truck driver and i feel like there's like i said in the reading like there's bodies like further away from that but like yeah. off the, you know that a truck driver because i kept picking up some kind of truck driver out there um, yeah so 
I don't know. I might oh. actually release that now that we're talking about it. I think it's been you on Patreon long enough. Yeah, you should. That would be really cool because it's um it's a very interesting place because I, I think I continued to kind of like think about it for a little while after. And it's almost like the because the people that do these types of things to other people, they all have a similar vibration and they attract. So like attracts like. So this area, like there's a, there is a Texas killing field itself, but then there's like the stretch of highway too, that they found a lot of bodies on. And what I found when we, we know like attracts like, but what um, I found is like these people are just drawn to this area because of the vibration. And it's just, it's a wild situation, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring that up because that, you know, we're psychic paranormal podcast and, you know, I just thought that right there was wild to see something well, like I that. I didn't know that now that you're saying about the stretch of highway and stuff. Cause that's what I kept picking up. Like there's a truck driver that maybe bodies they haven't found yet, but yes, I didn't that, validated that. Cause I didn't know. Cause I still haven't looked it up. Cause I was like, well, what if I want to do another reading? Oh shit. Well, my it. bad. Well, that validates something you already got. So yeah, there's yeah. like a, there is the Texas killing fields, but going kind of like to that place or around that place, there is a stretch of highway that's been known to have like bodies dumped or buried and stuff. So yeah, you're very, I picked that up to myself, um, you know, or whatnot. So yeah, it'd be interesting to uh, definitely see that. I have another story too that I, that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, Go for it. That was my first, the first haunting I ever went to. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And this was when I realized my wolf is like a huge protector when I do things like this. But um, I had given a reading to this lady and she was like, you know, there's this guy down there and he has a haunted house. Like he's a friend of mine. He has a haunted house. And she's like, can you go there and talk to him? And I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, me, I've never <laughs> been in a haunted place before. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm about to walk into a storm um so I go in there and I kind of told you a little bit about this though so I'm sitting on you the did. couch in the meantime his dogs are freaking out in the, in the other room and um like you could feel the energy like you could feel that this place was extremely haunted because the guy I don't know if he was doing like things to open portals or he just didn't care that they were there or he had that type of vibration but he was like oh it's their place as much as it is mine and I'm like no you don't understand dude like you've got some negative stuff here like you're freaking your dogs out all the time like they can feel that and I think like his roommate had just like unalived himself um I think that had something to do with it honestly um yeah but I remember sitting on the couch and all of a sudden because again, I see in my third eye, I see Hatman, which we now know as Hatman. I didn't know who he was before. Uh, you know, the guy in the trench coat with the hat that likes to control darker beings. It was standing in the corner and he yeah. was ticked. He was mad I was there. And that's the, the one of the first times I've ever seen my wolf. He was sitting right next to me and he was growling. Like I could see him in my mind's eye. Like I can, I can, whenever things like this happen, I can check back into these visions. Yeah. And that tells me that they're real and legit because if they change or if you can't, it's more questionable, but um, yeah. So, and I think I got like 13 ghost stories out of that house, like specific things that had happened. And right. going back to the, the, 
you know, the history of it, I think it was an area where there was like bootlegging and they said there was underground tunnels for like the mob and stuff like that. And um, I mean, I was considered concerned about even bodies being buried at some point underneath the house or around the house. Um, that's the kind of vibe I was getting. And he had like a, a basement area. Yeah, did not want to go down there. Um, but it was almost like he welcomed like these dark beings but there was there was the dark beings but they were like controlling like other beings there it was really really odd but um, yeah I never experienced anything like that since the energy was really heavy but I just remember that hat man was like he didn't want me there he did yeah. not want me there um but my wolf you know that was the first time I've ever seen him be protective over me like that so that was kind of a cool experience as far as that's concerned but um, I wasn't really worried about anything following me because I think they were stuck there. They were. And, it, and it, I told him, I said, I think you got a portal here. And it was the well. There was a well in that basement. Well, he didn't. He was like, well, it's their place as much as mine. I was like, you really should close that portal. Like, that's like, you don't have light beings coming in. I mean, I could understand it. I could understand if it was light beings, you know, but yeah. this was like, this was like heavier, darker stuff. Yeah, and that's the problem that people don't understand is like no ghost, and this was beyond a ghost, but just as an example, no ghost is a good ghost, even if they don't mean any harm because they draw your energy in. And then when you have things like, for example, Hatman, yes, th those type of beings, uh, they control other beings. They're like um, harvesters and they use them for their energy. It's like they collect, it's like the ghost or the, the human spirits will collect the energy for them so they can grow stronger. 100% a portal. I don't know if you can validate this, but I immediately saw a well in that basement or next to that house. And that was some type of conduit for the energy. I don't know why spirit brought me to that. But yeah, they're trapped there because of that thing. And the reason that Hatman was so like um, invested on not wanting you there is because at that time you had, if you wanted to, you had the ability to be able to cross over those souls and make, and make him leave too. So that's when they get aggressive is when you start to try to take the food source away, they get pissed. And then you have homeowners like, well, it's their house too. No, no, no. You can't, you, you can't do that because if you accept them, then they have no right to leave. And if they're accepting of them and it's, let's say like they wanted you to go in there and clear out that house and get it gone but they still wanted to accept the fact that that's their house too they won't leave and they don't have to leave because there's different universal laws that are involved in all that and it's just it's wild and I, I really hope somebody that needs to hear this if you have a human spirit in your house and you can tell you know even if it's like moving things around your house sometimes it can be your past relatives but a lot of times you'll have another human like that was a human at some point ghost in your house that will pretend to be your late great granny and make you think that so they can kind of hang around and feed off of you um and I know Emily can back me up on that but absolutely um yeah for sure yeah you definitely don't want to do that and that's just a prime example of like if you allow them to be around they'll keep coming Mm -hmm. They won't stop like and, you know, then you start having problems, uh, whether it's psychically or physically, and it can make you very, very sick. I was going to say, speaking of which, I don't know if any of you are having any stomach issues and shoulder issues, but it is kicking my butt right now. And it came out of nowhere. 
Uh, I'm not having any of those currently. I thought you were having stomach issues before. I was. I've come, I mean, it's not hurting now, but I'm coming off like of a four or five day, like just, this wasn't quite like a stomach virus. It's like my stomach got messed up on Sunday and by like today it finally like chilled out, but I'm not a hundred percent like energetic wise, but the shoulder thing reminded me of you, Rochelle. Like it's more like a achiness that I get, but it's only when I notice that I, like if I tap into that's a new thing. Like if I tap into someone who's passed of cancer, I get achy in my shoulders and in my body. Like that's a okay. new tell for me. That's a new tell for me for, for that. If there's a spirit around with that, but also it seems that's where I pick up my negative energy at. Like, uh, right. Like if right. I'm in like a negative place, um, I'll feel it in my body. Like a fibro, I call it like a fibro flare. Cause that's what it reminds me of. Cause I have fibromyalgia. Yeah. So I'll pick it up in my body and I'll just have pain. Like I'm having some kind of fibro flare. That's what it feels like. And it's mostly, and when you have these flares, is it mostly in like your shoulder and neck area? Yeah. 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 So that's where negative energy, um, even though they, when you have an attachment, they will connect like an attachment attachment. They connect in your lower chakras, but not above generally. But when you're being jumped or when they're putting pressure on you, they're one of their favorite places is to basically like be on the back of your neck and your shoulders. So that that's validating. If that helps you validate anything, like that's very mm. known uh, issue with darker energies. Like when I go to like Tombstone or places like that, I don't feel it till it gets dark. But when it gets dark, I'll start getting like achy. But that's also, again, a tell for that started coming in with I notice with cancer, like when I connect to people's loved ones, there's two things that they'll show me. One will be blood, like blood flowing through the body, because we know that cancer is kind of a pathogen in the blood. So I get it for a couple of reasons, but it's almost like they add that achiness to let me know it's cancer and not like an infection. Right. It's like a symbolic thing, but also a clairsentient empathic thing. But yeah, whenever there's negative energy, like if I'm in a haunted place or something like that, that's where I pick it up at is my my upper body yeah and speaking of a haunted place that you visited now would be a probably a great time to go ahead and go <laughs> right into that uh when you visited the hotel uh near your area I guess you could say so would you like to, I know you went live that day didn't you you or you did a video yeah. or you went live that day do you want to talk yeah. about that well the lives on my on my YouTube but um yeah I, I went there with somebody else because I always like I don't know. I'm drawn to like haunted places. Like I would really love to do paranormal investigations. Like that's something I would really like to do. Um, Same. But I just, I don't have the equipment. I don't have the people. So it's kind of just something I just go and do sometimes. So there's a really hot, like I'm in a haunted place anyways. Um, There's a lot of native stuff around here and a lot of things around here. And we're known for kind of like the SKs, like skinwalkers. I don't want to say their name, but um there's it's it's a haunted area Arizona is very haunted especially where I'm at and um there's a there's a hotel that I went to that they've had like multiple people go there and have investigations and stuff like that but they always kind of I guess stay in the hotel but we were pulled to like this area in the back that no one goes and investigates Uh, because usually people that go there I guess are more equipment based they're not really gifted based Um, so that's where we wanted to go because that's where the energy 
felt like it was, but it was like, it's like heavy energy. It's not, it was not like light energy. It's obviously haunted, but they use it. It's like the museum part of the hotel. So there might be haunted objects in there. I really don't know, but we kept wanting to go in there. And um, yeah, there was a, there was a man in there. Um, I kept feeling it behind me and I think he was a darker inner energy, but then this woman got this, this woman spirit, like stepped forward and pulled me back into the hotel, like to the back room. And yeah. I think she was trying to tell me like, you, you know, I want you away from him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like, all right, I'm going to pull you this way to get you away from his energy. Cause that energy was really dark energy, but it was just interesting of where it was because apparently no one has done any investigations in there. Like in that yeah. spot, which if they did, I think they would get a lot more than the hotel itself. Cause I didn't feel a lot in the hotel. It was, it was kind of concentrated in this area, which yeah, it was fireplace. It had a, it was the area with the fireplace or the mantle you were at, I believe, or something like that. I'm not sure. I remember a little bit about that. And I remember talking to you about that. I don't and know. I it was so up, dark. <laughs> there was no yeah, light. That's right. That's dark. right. <laughs> I remember talking to you about that and validating the man and the woman and the scenario that I got that she showed me is that he murdered her. He was like, a, he would murder women. And I think he ended up getting caught actually and was hanged for these murders, or at least he got caught with at least one of them. But I know he did more. And she was actually a woman of the night because she, she showed me sitting at a bar when we were talking about it. And she took her, her skirt and like crossed her legs. But when she crossed her legs, she like showed her legs, which was very uncommon for the time. And I think that's why you picked up on that. That's why she did that, first of all. And second of all, I just thought about this. The fact that you do these types of cases, it's basically like they saw that. You already do those types of cases. This was like a case from back in like the 1800s or I would say late 1800s or maybe early 1900s actually. But uh, that's, I remember that. And that was wild because I ended up getting a vision about that lady. And I really think from what because you know I can when it comes to haunted stuff I zone in almost immediately I can be right there when people have visions I can see what they're talking about and tap into that energy unfortunately but sometimes it can be unfortunately because you don't want to not always kind of it's a barrier I have to kind of put up because I'll just immediately go there and I don't know why but that guess because that's what I'm meant to do Uh, but I saw that too and it was very interesting and it would be interesting for you to go back as well if you were comfortable I know you want to possibly go back there and I know there's another place you're interested in going to that would be really neat um, near your place yeah I want to go to the birdcage and then I'd like to go to Hotel Congress because Hotel Congress is the most haunted hotel in Tucson there's one room I guess that's really specifically haunted um so I'd like to do that but the birdcage like they don't let you do your own investigations they want to charge ah. an arm and leg for that you yeah have to go do their investigations but I know they're like I've never felt a heaviness anywhere like I do in the bird cage like it's almost like you step into a totally different energetic vibration and when you walk out it's like everything lifts it's it's so odd and and I talked to one of the um one of the people that works there and she says that they untie like her they have like you know the things that tie around she says that they untie yeah. those all the time and play with their hair and stuff like that. Um, so I guess Ugh. they're constantly getting messed with there. But, um, and that's from all the places I've been in Tombstone because I've done a couple lives there and I've seen like ghosts that are known to be there that I didn't know their names and stuff. And um, 
but I, but again, I see everything in my mind's eye. I don't see it with my eyes, but let, but I'll still see them like in my mind's eye, like walking down the sidewalk. Like if they were in front of me, it's hard to explain. Right. That's but, exactly uh, how I get it most of the time. Yeah. So I resonate with that. And, uh, but I literally like, this is the heaviest, like, I'd love to take you there because it's just so heavy. It's like, you feel like a ton of bricks just drop on you. But then when you walk out, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like that's the, that's the difference of the feeling of the place. And that like, it's Emily it's one day before we die, let's go see Rochelle and go to tombstone. Hell yeah. Yeah. But guys. The cage is like, I guess a lot of places are haunted around there, but the bird cage is supposedly the most haunted. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I know this, but I didn't think about this until spirit just said this to me, basically it's stuck in time. And it is when you see the place, it's obviously stuck in time, but there is like, um, uh, the grids are very thin there. And therefore it's almost like there's two parallel timelines, uh, basically because of the way it still looks. So like they, they always can exist these parallel timelines, but when you have these old places and this is still set up very similar to what it was when it was built, you know, it still does, it has dirt roads, right? Yeah. They haven't done anything like new to it. And yeah. they actually had a house there that was experiencing a lot of hauntings and they had like a priest and everything come clear it out. It was like, um, from what I remember, uh, a male and female, I guess he maybe alive her um yeah it was very very haunted and they kept bringing people in to like clear it out and I guess finally it got cleared because there hasn't been anything else happened there but it was just like a random house in the area but this this yeah, area has been cursed I'm sorry I, I have to say it spirits pushing me this area has been cursed uh by the Native American well maybe not I guess it would be Native Americans because this area was taken by a certain Native group and I have no idea what I'm talking about. So if you do, please let me know. But somebody along the way, like cursed the white man for taking this area. And I think that's partially of what's keeping them stuck because there have been created beings, um, you know, like um, how you have the tulpas and there's another one that starts with the E that slipped my mind, but people create native Americans are notorious for um, manifesting and creating entities of protection and stuff. And it's almost like this area has been zoned off. Not only is it stuck in the past, but this area has basically been cursed and that's why this stuff is so strong. It's almost like if you died there, uh, you about couldn't leave. Well, it, I guess they had a really big fire and they also had a flood. So there's been yep. a couple of big things that have happened in that area that, you know, claimed a lot of lives, but actually I don't feel nothing till the sun goes down. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and, and I, um, uh, like, I really don't feel like much unless I go, in the birdcage like it's that's just the heaviest place like it's all heavy yeah. but and that might be why I don't notice differences because the entire area is heavy and I'll feel pains as I'm walking you know like yeah I'm getting hit with different things but and actually I went into um I have like a museum there and it was a place it's not the actual place where the like the whole card game took place where you know, everybody, there's a massacre there. It's, it's not the exact same place, but it's like a museum of it. And I saw a guy like standing there. Um, 
like in a shirt and stuff. And so I went to the front and I described him and I guess there's been multiple mediums come in there. And so I told him what I was seeing. And at the same time I was telling him what I was seeing, there was a woman that I was able to describe to a T that was standing next to the guy that, you know, ran the museum thing. And I was describing her to him. And so I guess they take all this information from mediums or whoever comes in there because they're very open to it because they experience it all the time. So it's not anything weird. Like if you tell them you're a medium, like they don't think it's weird like a lot of other places do because they have the experiences. So they don't think you're crazy. So um, they, I guess, take all this and they go and research it, you know, right. to see if people like that existed or stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes. So, you yeah. know how you were talking about, like, the Native Americans cursing the land? I mm -hmm. see an entity that has, like, a pterodactyl head, and, like, it's, like, a big bird kind of looking thing, if that makes sense. It very well could be. I mean, it'd be interesting to do some research into I that. I don't know if they have any bird cryptids over there or what, but I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, you're right. They could. But they I mean, even if it was a created entity, yeah. I mean, you know, it could be, it very well could be because I really feel it. Like I even see people standing around and chanting like the curse itself almost. Mm -hmm. well, I, I mean, I, I feel it. You know, what would be really cool though, is What's if I, I could go there like on YouTube and you guys could remotely go there with me. I would love to do that. And I think since you can't be here, that would be something that would be really cool. And then you could just say, you know, whatever's coming to you as we're there. Mm -hmm. That would be great. I and I mean, let's start a GoFundMe. It's free to go to, um, it's basically free to walk around. Tombstone. Yeah. But that um, would be super awesome. Either way, I, I would love to do it. I could figure out how to get stream, like go stream yards there, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know how many people I can have on my stream yards, but yeah, we can, we can definitely look into it. I would love to do it. And the perfect, we can pretend right now and in a perfect world, we could just, you know, get on a plane and fly out there and that would be great. But if we have to do it that way, which will probably be the way that we do it, but we could try to manifest it. You never know. Vision board, vision board. Yeah, I know. Boop, 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 boop. But no, we can do that for sure. I'm down. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to because I've seen it um, on TV and stuff in the past but I don't really have I mean I know I've seen it with you and I've seen it like in other places but I don't have a lot of uh, memories associated with it it's one of the places that I can barely remember like any of the stories or anything so it would be perfect to do and a matter of fact I won't look up anything else about it if we're going to do that between now and then well, what was weird is like the last time me and my mom went there, we had this crazy experience. Like this was before my mom had her diagnosis and, you know, went through her surgery and everything. And she, I told her, I said, stay right here, stay right here. I'm going to walk down here because I felt a pool that way. I like, stay right here. Do not move. She's like a child. I come back. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs> like well you didn't stay so where the heck is she so um I go to my car she's not there and I'm getting pulled back to originally where we were which was by the bird cage right so I'm like I'm just gonna follow this pool over there I go over there and she's just randomly sitting there I'm like what are you what are you doing like I told you to stay there so that we didn't get lost it's like dark you know and she's like oh well I followed you back over here I was like what? no you didn't yeah, I was like, you didn't follow me over here. And she's like, I followed a girl. I thought it was you. And and she went that way. <laughs> I said, well, I guarantee you it wasn't me. You know, I asked you to stay there. I don't think I'd just walk past you, you know, and expect you to follow me. Um, I'd probably come up to you and say something. But 
I don't know if, if like she followed a ghost, uh, if she followed a real person and thought it was me to this day, I don't know, but she was just like, said it no nonchalantly. Like I, yeah, I followed you over here. Like, that wasn't me, mom. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. Me. That's wild. Whew. Ooh, so, yeah. There's she, a lot of energy there, but she's a, uh, you know, she's gifted herself. She sees spirit and yeah. you know, she's very, uh, she feels it too. Like one time she got a pain in her ankle. She's like, Hey, Rochelle, I don't like this. <laughs> Give me yeah. Like she doesn't, she doesn't accept it the way that I do, but like, she's seen my dog multiple times. I don't, I've never seen him, but she, and she keeps telling me like where they live. Like she sees native Americans all the time. I don't see them, but I've seen one get in my car, like be in my car while I'm driving and this whole scene play out at a certain point in the freeway. But um, yeah, she talks about it all the time. Like, and she says stuff goes missing in her house all the time. Um, I don't know if that's just her. It really does go missing. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're very, because if she's open like that, there, you can almost, I mean, that's about a hundred percent guarantee that she's attracting something just because she's open. Even if you're not open, you can still have stuff in your house. So it's a very good possibility. Um, I would say like a hundred percent possibility that she has some type of energy there. Um, and the fact that she saw you walking down the street, I mean, this is just a thought, but if it was, if that's, if it, if she did see actually you and she hundred percent thought it was you, that would be a mimic spirit. Hmm. That's what I Matt. thought. And not, Cause she can, like I said, she can see spirits. So that's why I told her, I was like, mom, I think you followed a ghost over here. Like it's on the live. <laughs> yeah. Like me looking for her and finding her and everything. It's all on the live. And then she just like acts nonchalantly. Like I followed you here. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. That's wild, man. That's when I would have freaked out a little bit. Not my mom, man. I'll whoop a ghost ass over my mama. Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't do anything. It just like followed, like walked and she followed it. And then she sat down. I was like, well, why would I keep walking? You know, if it was me, don't you think I would stop? Like, like, hey, mom, I'm back. You know, hey. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's crazy. We'll definitely have to plan on doing that at some point. That would be great. Well, um, let's see. I would say, so we've got a lot of spooky stuff down, like our favorite stuff over here on this uh, podcast, but there is something, uh, was actually, unless you have anything else you want to add, I was going to switch gears, um, unless you, like I said, you have anything else you want to talk about spooky-wise. I think those are all my, I mean, I think that's all the experiences I've had that I can think of, honestly. Awesome, I awesome. Like, too many, you know, I had too many. Yeah, but the ones you've had, are, I mean, just even even though I know a lot of them already, just still listening back to them, they're still very profound and very interesting. Uh, and just, you know, how everything's happened in the area you live in and all that kind of stuff. So really, I want to talk about a case that I consider that basically blew you up. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Idaho 4. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to just to talk about uh, that for the listeners. And potentially, if you want to talk about a guide you gained along the way, that maybe for people that haven't seen, um, you know, the or heard the information, because I'm sure some of your amazing followers and friends will come and listen to this, because you have, um, I just want to say you have an amazing uh, group of followers that support you. And it's awesome. They are very good people, because I'm over there, you know, I try to make it as much as I can. So shout out to any of those folks that are listening. Y'all are super special. Awesome. Yeah, I want to talk to you about Idaho 4 and just kind of, you know, kind of give us the lowdown on that if you got time. 
like what do you want to know about it <laughs> like uh how how it changed maybe okay so perspective of like you don't have to give us the whole story but basically how it kind of changed everything for you that was that was definitely a pivoting point in your career um and kind of however you want to whatever you want to share about it and then the person or the guide that uh you picked up along the way I, did I pick up a guide along the way wasn't it Ted oh yeah 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 okay okay I'm I wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong I'm pretty sure I was right <laughs> well no because I also picked up a medical guide that I didn't oh like, I didn't I, know that yeah well it was more like I all of a sudden my medical stuff really started taking off too um, mm. it'll take me in the body and stuff. And then one time during a reading I was giving for someone, he like stepped forward in a coat and everything. So that's a new guide. And I don't like, I have my guides, but I don't see them all. I don't know who they all are, but I thought that was Same. talking about, I didn't know if I had told you about that or not, but um, you haven't. anyways, I don't know. Like it was just, when I feel a pull to a case, I go to a case. So I always tell people the cases pick me. I don't pick them. I'll never be able to help everybody as much as I want to. Um, I feel like there's certain cases I'm supposed to work certain cases. I'm not. And the ones I feel like I'm supposed to work, I'll get more on that. But as you know, like we did a whole astrology thing. And, and so literally there are certain cases that have been big for me that show up in my astrology cart chart under the asteroids. Um, but I mean, it was just one of those cases where I got a lot of info on, but I also did it live. So there are some blunders in there that I picked up from chat. But at the same time, I don't know if they are. Because like when I did Ethan's reading um, and I was picking up Hannah and everybody was talking about Hannah in, in, in like the chat, it turns out that there's just been a victim named Hannah. So I don't know. You know, it could have been that I was picking up on, but everybody took it as yeah. Hannah surrounding the case because she was you know, the roommate and people thought that had something to do with it. So it could have been, you know, it might not have even been that, but people took it up as that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was a live that I did for a lot in front of a lot of people. I think there was like a thousand people in the chat or watching when I did those lives. Um, yeah. Which was something that I was not used to at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm not used to being put on the spot like that. And I'm sure again, that some stuff played into it. And what I always try to tell people too, is I pick up things around the case. So, you know, some people say, well, I'm describing like somebody else like Brent or whatever, but people don't understand. Like he was shot during the time that this took place and he literally lived down the street from Brian. So I'm going to pick that up. It doesn't right. mean he's involved in anything. Like, I'm going to pick up stuff happening around the case, people that are arrested or whatever. That's just the way that I work. It's not always having to do with the perpetrator and the victims, you know? Um, yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that can be validated in those readings. Um, and I think that was just a pivotal moment because I got so much information because I channeled every victim and every victim gave me a piece of the puzzle. Um, yeah. And I think being drawn to Maddie more than the other ones. She was trying to tell me that she was, she was the focus of it. And I still believe that because she was the strongest. She was the one that stuck out the most. And now it's coming to light that that's probably so. Um, but it's just, it was just one of those experiences where I feel, um, I don't know what the word is grateful that they came to me and gave me what they gave me. Um, you know, 
I mean, they gave me a first yeah. name. That, that's good enough. The first name is, is good enough for me because again, it's not like, I think a lot of people think, oh, you're getting this information. You know, you're going to go hunt them down. No, I'm not. Even with Rick Allen. You know how many Rick Allens are in the world? It's not like I'm right. going to go <laughs> and be like, okay, this person lives at this address and it doesn't work like that. I wish it did. We only get the information we're supposed to get in the timing we're supposed to get it. Um, yeah. And I felt like he was going to be arrested anyway. So there was nothing more for me to do. And then when it comes down into, um, you know, people are still wanting me to be doing readings on it. I don't believe in that. I believe in letting the spirits rest. I believe they gave me the information they're going to give me. And now it's in the capable hands of the judicial system. So yeah, I did a reading on the outcome look, of it. Sorry. But, well, I was just going to say I did a reading on the outcome of it or what I what spirit told me the outcome was going to be. But that's as far as I'll go with it. Like, there's no point to keep tapping into it. There's just not. Right. And the thing for me that was. I mean, it's the, it's not super simple. I'm not surprised because I know you, but still the thing about that case for me, that's the wildest thing is the description you gave. And if there's any way possible, I could put that video. And I know there is, I might try to figure out how to put that in our either social post, uh, the description you gave of the Idaho four uh, killer versus Ted Bundy. That blew, that was it for me. That's all okay. I was like, Oh my God. Because <laughs> when I first tapped into it, like before I ever started doing a reading, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a Ted Bundy like replay. Like this is a history repeating itself of when he went into the, that's the first thing that came to my mind was when Ted Bundy went into the, uh, the sorority house, you know, and attacked four people, two people survived, yeah. but he still attacked four people. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a remake of that. And then it was almost like spirit kept referencing Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy. And then when I started doing the reading, it was like, because sometimes I'll see people more clearly than others. Like if, if they're closer to being arrested, it seems like I'll see them more clearly. If they're not, I have a hard time seeing them. Like Rachel, Rachel Morin, I cannot see the guy. Yeah. I literally cannot see him for whatever reason. But, but BK, I could see him very, I could see him, but they broke it down. Like, uh, like telling me, you know, he has blue eyes. Well, that was one thing they would not stop about the blue eyes. They kept showing me blue eyes, blue eyes, blue eyes, like, but they would break down his facial features. And then they're like curly hair, curly brown hair. And then it was like, he's similar to Ted. Like he's got the same kind of facial structure, but a jacked up Ted. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still laugh about that because it was like, he's sim. And whenever I say similar, cause I've had people come at me like, he looks nothing like Ted. He's not like Ted. The That's similarity. Bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the similarities guys like similarities to ted blonde or you know brown hair blue eyes similar facial structure you know similarities of course he's ted wasn't as tall as him and all of that it's just the similarity so spirit will reference someone that i know to try to describe them so that we can find them or or notice them when we see them when they're arrested you know yeah not like it's gonna be exact but it's a similarity thing so that's how they explain them to me like if they told me okay someone looks like Dahmer. It's going to be like, okay, there's the similarities to Dahmer because I know who Dahmer is. So then I'll say, okay, they look similar to this because sometimes people have same similar things. So, you know, I had already, uh, so they broke it down like that when they described him, you know, and the one thing that kept repeating and sometimes I would get stuff randomly and I noticed that when I get stuff randomly, it always hits. Um, And that's because I'm not trying to get it, but spirit will repeat it and repeat it it kind of drive me crazy with it. Um, so they kept showing me a badge and that was randomly. And I literally had to get on the phone with a couple of my friends and be like, can you guys talk me down? Because it will not go away. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a security guard. I don't know if it's a cop. Like 
what the heck? Why do I keep seeing security badge? You know, <laughs> yeah, crazy. So, you know, then, then it, I would bring it up in the readings because it would repeat in the readings, but it was very significant, right? Because he wanted to be a cop at one point. He was a security guard at one point. Um, and then when I did the auto right, the whole psychology and all that came in, criminology, all that. So then it kind of came together, but they broke down his features in a way that I've never had broken down before by spirit. Um, and so I had channeled Ted Bundy a couple times because I wanted to see if he had any victims that we weren't aware of, um, or if I could just get information. I had stayed away from watching anything on him just to see. And, um, so it wasn't my first time channeling him, but I, but the channels were auto written. They weren't like this. So one day I was like, you know what, since he looks so much like Ted, and since this is very reminiscent of Ted's crime, I'm going to channel Ted. And I had some people that didn't like it, but I don't care. Um, and so I did, I tapped into Ted and he was very forthcoming with the information. He described him very well. And I had had a problem before this of getting an age because, you know, sometimes people look younger or look older or they feel younger or they feel older. People don't understand that we're feeling the energy, right? Right. So right. Sometimes people can feel older. The dude does not look 28. Okay. He looks like he's freaking 35, 40. So, yeah. I mean, in my visions, he looked older. He felt older because he puts that off. So I had a very hard time getting an age. So I kept wavering between young and old and people didn't understand that. But if you look at him and then you see he's younger, but he, he looks and feels older, right? Um, so that's what I was feeling and having a problem with. But Ted straight up said, you know, he's the age I was when I was arrested, which I didn't know we had to look up was like 28 the first time he was arrested. Um, and I thought it was like 30 something because he was arrested twice, but it was the first time. So 28. And uh, just just he gave me everything that was right on. It was one of the most accurate readings I ever did. And uh, I had no problem working with him because I'd worked with him before. I don't, I don't ever feel negativity. And, I, and it was one of those things like if he was going to lie to me, all this stuff wouldn't have hit. He was trying to trick me. None of this stuff would have been right. You know, if he was yeah. trying to trick me. It wouldn't have made any sense. But I had an astrologist do the astrology chart, which is also on YouTube. And we literally have an intertwined um, connection a past life connection or whatever, where we're supposed to do this work together, or he was supposed to be a pivotal, this is a pivotal moment for both of us. Um, and it also, I think, taught me and taught others that people in the lower astrals can actually move to the light because the day that, yes. that Brian was arrested, um, he came to, was literally eating and I was at the salad bar <laughs> and I was getting my salad and Ted pops in my head and he's like, I told you so. And then I literally, <laughs> I know, and I literally saw him walking down a tunnel different than like when I see people go into the light, it was a tunnel and there was light on the other side yeah. and it was like, look back and smile. So that was his moment of stepping into the light. The next time I connected with him, when I worked, um, the Tijuana guy, uh, he was in the light standing with all his victims. Um, so it was a pivotal moment of him moving on too. He seems like he's a little bit more harder to tap into now, though, and that might be because he's doing other stuff on the other side. But, um, yeah. it, you know, it was a very pivotal moment for both of us. And in a way, it was redemption for him in a way with me connecting to him that way and working with him. I, I was told he waited a long time for someone to do that. 
so that he could move on because sometimes when they're in their lower astrals, they're afraid to move on. They're afraid of what lies beyond because they have to go through their life review. They have to feel all the pain that they put on others. And just because someone is like a bad person in life does not meet that. That's their human lessons. That's who they are as a human. And he has meant he had mental illness. That's not who he was on a soul level. And that shows up in the astrology thing, but on a soul level, he's a good soul. It's just, he had, he picked a very, very difficult and hard life and people very much, um, you know, look at him for, oh, he's evil and blah, 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 blah. But there's a lot of people, like, we don't know who we were in, in another life. We could have been pretty evil ourselves. Like, we all picked different paths, difficult paths for different reasons. And he was here to teach. Because of him, we started learning more about serial killers. So that was part yeah. of his, you know, his path. We all have it. We have a role to play. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, he was on the other side with his victims. His victims understand the path. He understands the path now, like it's all made clear once they get to the light. But that was, yeah, that was something that was really, you know, big and special. Um, and it was a pivotal moment, I think, like I said, for, for my career, as well as, as for him and his soul and moving forward. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because one thing that I've learned, it took me time to learn, is that spirit gives every soul a chance to heal they have unconditional love and yes if you do bad shit and you're stuck in a low vibration in a place of fear and you don't go to the light you go to the lower astrals you go to what we would first call the dark or like and there's different levels to all this on both sides um that's one thing about like one thing me and emily have talked about in this season and i mean we literally have taken our listeners on a journey from lower vibrational to higher vibrational and represented it the best way that we could. And this is an example of how it is possible. It is potential and possible for somebody that has done so much to seek out love and light and get their chance to heal. But it is a painful process. Like that's just part of it. And I understand exactly what you're saying. And a lot of people can't understand it from that point of view, um, but I, I can see that it is a possibility and I'll always say that. I mean, it's always a possibility for any being to be put, uh, to be put in a place of healing for that particular being and for humans and stuff of the such, it's a, it's a little different than it is for like an elemental process. Like elemental healing is a little different than it is for humans, even though it's the same and different other types of beings without getting too off topic. So yeah, it, it is possible, um, for those types of things to happen yeah it's a choice it's a soul level choice and he chose you know once he helped with that he decided okay you know I felt like I did what I needed to do yeah and I noticed too and I mean I don't know if this has anything to do with it but I'm pretty sure from what I remember like I haven't looked this up in a long time and it was before I've seen this before like you did the whole channeling thing with him but at the end of his life, um, I watched something that he tried to make what his wrongs right. Like, I think he even tried to, get, he was saved or something, which, you know, in retrospective, does that matter or not? I think it did for Ted. I think him trying to say that, I might, I might be wrong. I might be mixing him up with somebody else, but I'm pretty sure at the end of his life, he saw, like, he, he was actually truly sorry for what he did. And then when he was, wasn't he executed? They, he wasn't murdered. He was yeah, actually executed. Right? He, he tried to, um, he tried to help find other serial killers. I think that was another reason, 
because he understood how they thought like he tried to yeah. kill he helped catch the green river killer and that was another reason why i was like well who else, who better asked to ted i am i am a crime medium and uh he knows serial killers so what better yeah. way to team you know but apparently according to my astrology chart he was helping me with with delphi way before i even knew he was helping me yeah yeah it's very interesting um and that's a boundary like that i'm trying to see how i can put this me and emily and emily uh if you please add to this but we have to to do the type of work that we have to do we have to basically work with those energies simultaneously lower and higher we Mm -hmm. have to be in our present 3d and somehow we have to actually we're dealing with the lower vibrational stuff and communicating with it whether it's through some symbols or uh, messages and then we have to be work we work with our higher vibrational beings but like at the same time I don't know how to explain it I don't know if you have a better way to explain so it but. for me I don't know if this is how you do it but my guy I try not to personally get the information from the dark things I let my guides be the in a, like the middle the middle man to give me the information because I don't want to take on any of the dark stuff that the dark stuff has just because I have a habit of absorbing negative anything. Right. And so I use my guides as a middleman to feed me information. Yes. And they, you're right. Yeah. They will do that. But so, uh, for me, I have that happen. But also, too, it's almost like I'm there with my gods. Um, I don't ever, I don't always see my gods, but they're always there with me. And it's almost like I'll be, they'll be standing with me. Sometimes I see them. Oh, yeah. And they'll be, yeah, they'll be I standing with me. Yeah. And then the darker thing mm-hmm. will talk and communicate because when I've cleared places, because that's something I've really been trying to develop over the last year is getting better. And I can't, and I'm going to be honest with you, not every place can be cleared the first time I try. And it's not, always up to me it's up to the individual that I'm clearing um it's up to whatever they're ready to let go of and if they've started to work on healing that part of them that has that emotional whatever's the helping facilitate that those actions because sometimes we pick up things unknowingly but there still always has to be some type of been a vibrational uh match basically Mm -hmm. there's always some type of vibrational match somewhere that allows this stuff to come in or there's a point of interest entry that has allowed this thing or whatever it would be to come into somebody's life and then we have to figure out what that origin is this is why we named this season origins because there's always an origin there's an origin to everything when we start this there's that pivoting point and it's like a never-ending cycle and that's kind of how it is with the darker stuff I mean for me I wonder though too like at the beginning of this like recording of how we explained that you know we have to experience the bad in order to help other people because we're relatable right so it's like because of those experiences we've had we've been in that vibration so it's easier for us to meet that vibration and experience those entities while simultaneously our guides are with us whether you know they're just there as backup or they're feeding us the information while we're kind of experiencing the entity 
Right. That's how, that's how I feel. What you just explained is how I feel because, you know, I've been there and, you know, the vibrational stuff, it's easier for me to kind of match that vibration. However, that works on the other side. I mean, it's, it's interesting when you are, I mean, because I can channel past relatives. Um, I actually did that for Rochelle. It was uh, her grandfather. I did that last year at some point or earlier this year. And it, I mean, she allowed me to do it, which I needed the practice anyways. But to channel past relatives, I prefer to do auto writing first and then get with my client because it gives me time. I have to focus harder to do that because I don't do it as much as I do mm-hmm. the other stuff. But I can do it, but it is harder for me. And I, I mean, I, it's just because I guess I don't practice enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting how it happens with the lower and higher vibrational stuff. And two, you know, just your purpose and your path and clearing and everything. Like there's a whole other ball game to that clearing and what comes along with the understanding. And there's just so many processes that have to go along with that a lot of the times. And I don't know, it's, it's wild. Like mm-hmm. this life, I, I think we all can agree on one thing we did not ever think we were going to do this. So <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, I didn't know I was going to be talking to deceased people when I was 20 years old and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. It's not anything that I ever thought I was going to do. Like I've had my life planned out, you know, and things obviously never go exactly as they planned. I was always good at manifesting things and creating things. Like I kind of naturally did that and like setting goals and stuff through writing and now that's one of the most important things for me is writing when I do this type of stuff I've always wrote and I've always channeled through writing and I never knew it and it's just amazing again it's almost like this conversation is coming full circle about you know these pivoting points and these origins and you know um, I did I think I did tell Rochelle earlier you are our last guest for season one and I couldn't think of a better person to kind of wrap up this season with as a guest um, yeah I mean honestly I told Emily I'm like we're doing Rochelle last yeah we're going, <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna save her for last because you know you just you have a lot of experience and even though it's a little different it's different but it it's still similar, but it's, it's different. You know what I'm saying? And it gives our listeners um, a different perspective, I think, than some other folks. Because we've had people from the paranormal community. You know, we just interviewed our friend, Veronique. She's a uh, she's a practicing witch. We've tried to give people in a, a light way, you know. Um, and we've actually had somebody we, right dead in the middle of the season. We had somebody that works with light and dark. So we, we've tried to bring all kinds of perspectives. And we would have, we probably could have brought on some more guests this season. But you know what? Honestly, we had so much information that we wanted to share. And we've really grown over the last year just by bringing everybody the information, too. And I'm not trying to get all off topic here, but I just have to say that because it's been a wild, uh, wild ride in a good way. Like, I feel like, um, you know, all the stuff that me and Emily have talked about and everything and like having you on, Rochelle, you basically come on and validated a lot of this stuff that we've taught people throughout the season mm-hmm. and like backed it up in the way like you know we didn't we, we really didn't have anything super planned out I had some questions but I just think this interview was actually went perfect mm-hmm. like it just I was gonna ask you like too when you are actual projecting and you're experiencing like the entities and stuff are you seeing it at like when you're there are you seeing it from two different points of view because for me like me or Rochelle any either okay but I'm just saying like for me it's like 
I'll be with my guides, but like I'll be watching the entity at the same time, but like at the at a different perspective or point of view. Like I'm in third person and first person at the same time. It's remote viewing, isn't it, Chastity? Yeah, well, she she has different. She's she, Emily's got some stuff going on in her astrology chart. It is part remote viewing. But she also does a lot of meditation through astral experiences, too. So Emily has these amazing astral experiences because her Neptune, her Uranus and her it was one more. I can't remember, but it's a triple conjunction in her 12th house. Uh, another it's the dreams and then the I can't remember, but it's a triple conjunction in her 12th house that allows her to like astral project like. I don't, I, I don't actually project like that. I remote view. So it might yeah, be I, a combination since you brought that up, Rochelle, I think it's both. I think you're projecting and remote viewing at the same time. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, cause whenever I remote view, cause I'll remote view cases and I'll be put in the area of where someone is and where I can literally like look around and yeah. see what's around me. I might not be able to see, like I'll see a street sign, but I might not be able to see the street name, but I'll be able to see like, if I'm put in like the middle of woods, you know, I'll see the trees around me, but sometimes I see it like I'm either the victim, I'm the perpetrator, or I'm the third person. Because I've been in times where they've taken me where the perpetrator and the victim are in a car and I'm in the back seat. Like, then, then there's times I can't see the perpetrator and I feel like that's because I'm in their eyes. So I see it from all yeah. different things too. Because yeah, I, I have the same thing as Rochelle, but it's not happening simultaneously. I'm not okay. my some of it yet. It's not happening at the exact same time, but I have it happen just like she described. That's how it is for me. That's so weird because it's like I'll pick up and it actually dawned on me, Chas, when you were telling me about like um I think you were looking at either criminals or like the people who go after children, if you know what I mean. Um, so I went online and was just looking at the the map of my neighborhood, right? And all those experiences I have, and Chas, I, I tell you pretty much every single time I have one, but like I've had experiences of me being a child, being held captive in a basement, and I'm experiencing it as a child while I'm also, you know, experiencing it from my point of view and watching in on it. It's so weird. I, I think it's your clairsentient because you're she's an earth sign so she's extremely clairsentient I wonder if it's it's that like you're actually having two of your abilities work simultaneously so it's like that or remote viewing so maybe not astral projecting and remote viewing at the same time because that almost it sounds impossible but I would say it's where two of your abilities your sight and your clairsentience is working together mm -hmm. or your guides I don't know how you feel about that Rochelle but that's the only thing I can think of well, like something like similar, I don't know, it's not exactly like that, but I was sitting here and I was randomly getting like, I'm this woman being held down and I'm being stabbed in the woods. And I kept seeing the guy and I didn't know where it fit. And um, it turns out, I think it belongs to this case of this guy that did this to his girlfriend recently. Um, she was actually an influencer and he stabbed her in the woods. But I was seeing it from the point was like, before it happened, so I was taken into the future, but put in her position. Really weird. Right. Yeah. Um, I get what you're I saying. I don't know what that is. Saying. I don't know if I like remote view to like the future. It was weird. I don't know. Like, I can't explain it. I, it might be similar to what she's saying, but. Yeah, I get different perspectives um, at different times. And I get all kinds of 
because my abilities will can sometimes come in all four ways at one time. I mean, not one time, but in the same like session, like I might be seeing something and uh, my visions and then my clairsentience is telling me something as I'm seeing it. And then I'll start to feel it in my body. The least I do have the ability to be clairaudient um, and it does happen, but that's probably it's hard to say sometimes, you know, because they're connected like the clairsentience. I mean, claircognizant um, and clairaudience, so clear um, knowing and clear hearing, you know, they're connected in a way. But for me, the way I personally differentiate it is like when I hear something in my ear, it literally sounds like somebody's talking to me, but it's not like a directional like a wave, a vibrational wave pattern that makes sound. It's almost like it's all around me when I hear it and I hear it in my ear, but my claircognizant comes in, um, in my thoughts. So I'm, I can hear the words too, but the, for me, the clairaudient actually comes in like I'm, I can hear, I hear my name like outside of my body. It doesn't exist within my mind. So that's how I tell the difference, but the clairaudience doesn't happen as much as the claircognizant because I'm very claircognizant and, and visions then I would say, um, I'm probably, I think I'm a little more clairsentient than I give myself credit for, to be honest, too, because I, well, I really. You're, you're very clairaudient because you channel through writing, which is the way I channel. That's true, too. You're, you're hearing it in your head. Clair, clairaudient isn't always outside your head. To me, right. it comes from the thoughts, it's the same thing. So if you're channeling while you're writing, then you're clairaudient. Yeah, because it can come in. Yeah. It comes in all kinds of ways. And I just, I don't do in-person readings a whole lot, but I just did one this past weekend. Uh, that's not my, I've never done one. That's not a friend or a family member. But when I did it this weekend, I started getting very clear, sentient and empathic. And like, I started picking up on her emotions and I started seeing her break down and I almost started crying. So this is what I'm going to have to look forward to when I start doing in-person readings here soon, because that's the side of me. I'm going, I'm getting ready to learn a lot more about my abilities, I think, because that's the side of me that, I haven't done uh, quite yet so much in person and it's, it's bringing out emotions like big time. It was wild. You have to and, kind of block that part off though. Yeah. I'm going to have to feel, I, I guess we're going to figure it out as I go, but it's good uh, to be reminded of that because I'm going to do my best. I, I was nervous that day because I hadn't done it much, you know, with a, a person I don't know. You know, I've done it before, but that was wild. And I was only using my abilities at like 50% that day because I felt like crap. And she still told me she's never seen anybody work the way I do in this area, particularly where she's at, um, but down in Florida. So I was like, dang, well, if I can do it, if I can do it like that at like 50%, let's see what happens. <laughs> so I was excited. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Exciting times. But yeah, but I mean, gradually get to where because I'm the same. I started the same way with writing. So that's how I tap in and channel best is when I'm writing or typing. Yeah, so I like this... my readings that way. But then you'll graduate to like how I'm doing like the other readings now. And it'll just come. Like I said, try the scribbles like it does make a difference, especially when you're used to writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening. I didn't do any uh, writing for her it was no, it was all coming out of my mouth. And well, I did like a scribbles. I did do a few of those when I, I know we were talking about that. I did do a few of those and I wrote down a couple words and phrases, but like, it only took up, like, I don't know. I probably only wrote like three things down. The rest of it, uh, come out of my mouth. And I you don't remember it, it, do you? Huh? You don't remember it, do you? 
Um, actually, I, no, normally I don't. I do remember a little bit more of this one because I guess I was present, but most of the time, no. I don't. I remember some parts of my channels, but no, I don't remember all of my channels because I just say it's because it's not me. It's not coming from my own thoughts. It's mm. coming from spirit. Same thing happens to me too. Like yeah. when I do channels and stuff, I'll go into a meditation with a paper and pencil and I'll just write the words I hear because I'm clairaudient too. So, or I'll, what I see, I'll draw it or write it and describe it. But yeah, I have to do it with paper and pencil. Yeah. And I used to, I used to be that way and I get, I'll get more information if I have time, but a lot of times now over like the last year I've been able, I mean, I've all actually, I've always been able to do it clairsentiently without it. I just tend to get more information if I can use a pen and piece of paper mm. that's just preferred but yeah that's uh it's really interesting how everybody's comes in differently you know it's all it's all the same ESP you know <laughs> extrasensory perception <laughs> we've talked about that a lot because we found that um extrasensory perception is the clairs and your senses obviously but that doesn't mean the extrasensory perception is what you use to have your psychic abilities. So we defined that this season too, which was interesting. I never thought about it that way, but it's obvious when you start digging into it. I was like, oh yeah. Yes, when you do the paranormal stuff, like when you channel, do you need pen and paper? Because when it's paranormal for me, I don't need it. I, I only no. need it for like outside of that realm. Uh, not I necessarily. Do, I do, but mine's like, I'm trying to tap into people in the, like in a different way. Like I'm not yeah. trying to really the dark, like you got, I'm trying to channel whoever's there. So I have to. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I do. Try to I get don't names and stuff like who's there. Like, so that's why. I try to yeah, them. absolutely. I prefer, I can, I can, I can do a lot of it without pen and paper, but I prefer to have, I, I prefer to have it. Cause again, I'll, I will forget yep. if it's not recorded and if it's not written, like I, I can do it either way, but I tend to get, I, I prefer to do it with past relatives. I prefer to have pen and paper and write it out because I'll get more information just because I don't pull in past relatives. It's not, I can do it. I just prefer to do what I do now because it, it there's my pur purpose there. And if a past relative comes in when I'm doing a reading for somebody that's paranormal or even with astrology, because I do, you know, uh, natural born intuitive gifts with astrology and then they get like a channeling too. So that happens too. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's similar it's similar all of us I can kind of do it similar it's just a little different in what we're doing but it's sometimes it's the same uh -huh. yeah it's very cool well, and, and spirit will work with what your gifts are what your strongest gifts are uh -huh. like I did a channeling yesterday but I had someone that was like I've never had a spirit do this before like I have different experiences with different spirits because they work with me differently but um I had him literally take me into his body and show me like a human heart and show me what was wrong with the human heart. It was really interesting. And then I found out he was like really scientific. And so that's why he would show it to me that way, but it's that's not so always cool. shown to me that way, but I, I was literally shown like the valves and stuff to It was really interesting. Like I was inside the human body. <laughs> it was so weird. That is so pretty weird. Cool. I was like, why is he showing me like, <laughs> like a like how a heart is you know but it turns out he had a pacemaker he had he had issues with like his valves and stuff so it, it made a lot of sense but just the way that he was taking me into his heart was really interesting yeah so cool. he worked and not all of them do it like that but because mm -hmm. he's scientific he knew how to explain it to me and take me into that way but some of them will just show me like the heart or the chest it, it just depends it's different yeah and the like, energy 
of each one of them. Yeah. It's like a magic school bus episode with Miss Frizzle and the bus shrinks and then you go inside <laughs> yeah. the body. It was yep. weird. I was like, I felt like a doctor at that point. <laughs> like, I could see the human heart. Like it was so clear. It's like, why can't criminals be that clear when I'm trying to see them, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so that, annoying. That intention, right? And that intention of like, I don't want to get caught. I ain't yeah. going to prison, you know? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes I see him so clear like in Idaho 4, but then like in Rachel, I can't see him. I cannot see the guy. Look, I only saw his back, and it's really weird because I only saw this dude's back, and I saw his hair, but it was a it was it was similar color, but it was a little tiny bit lighter than what I saw. Skin was the same, but I could only see his back, and it was very fuzzy. So same for me. I saw a man. I saw the skin. I saw the hair. It was it was grown out though. It was like he um, he hadn't buzzed it quite yet on the sides in the picture they released. That's similar to what I saw very close, but I can't see the front either. I can start to imagine the front, but like at the same time, I mean, you know, who knows yet, but maybe that's not a good sign that neither one of us or even, I don't know, I don't keep up with other mediums and what they're channeling in. Well, see, I'm not the only one. I'm really confused about that case because I kept picking up a woman involved somehow, but I'm like the fifth one that picked that up. So we're all picking up a woman in some way, some shape, somehow. We just, it doesn't make sense now. Right. Now. Oh, it's even more confusing. So um, I don't know, but I can't see the guy no matter how. And I'm like, well, maybe if I wait a little bit, like maybe closer to getting caught, maybe I'll get more um, like yeah. I like I did with Delphi and, and stuff. And I think the reason why stuff was so clear with Idaho 4, like how he looked and stuff is because he was going to be caught in December and I did the readings in November. So I think it was like, it, it's almost like I noticed the closer they are to getting caught, the more I'll get on it or the more yeah. I'll yeah that makes so, sense he's not gonna be caught anytime soon like I felt like he is eventually but maybe it's not as soon as I thought maybe that's why I can't so he's I'll a to- runner he's running hard and the girl is significant I didn't see the girl until you know I heard you say it so and I didn't really see that side of it but then like the anger and everything because I saw him on top of her uh uh or his thoughts or his words he was like you dirty fucking whore you deserve this like I, I felt that now they're saying they don't know if like he knew her or not before they're like it's random and now they're like well we don't know it's like okay you guys yeah. are things up like first you're saying you don't know and now at first yeah. you're saying it's random and now you're saying now you don't know if it's random yeah and he's a he's a user too he's some type of drug abuser he's got ties to a gang like that's what I feel yeah. and I also in the auto rate I got all that but yeah it's like she bugging me and bugging me till I did the auto rate because there was stuff she wanted to say so I don't feel dugged anymore like I don't yeah. feel like I'm gonna get this out but at the same time it's like man I still want to I'm not done I don't feel like I'm done with it you know no nah, there's some things that haven't yet been revealed and at, at one point this thought crossed my mind and it could be something else or just a thought I'm not going to say it's intuitive but I'm hearing a setup and I don't know if it's coming in from they're setting up this guy because when I saw this image of the guy I only saw the back of his head I saw him without a shirt on and I'm wondering if I was picking up on the video they were going to release okay that's what I'm thinking possibly got- because it I got set up too in the reading so I don't know. you did okay yeah. I don't know if okay so that makes sense then I watched it um but I didn't watch the first one I watched the second one and I don't remember but at some point I felt like oh I think I was watching that live I think so and I 
yeah so yeah I feel that way too and it's set up on some end whether it was set up obviously it was set up for Rachel but um I'm wondering if the woman and the guy and there's other people involved like maybe somebody else hired him or somebody setting him up to take the fall or something well, like I you know <laughs> I kind of felt like it was like a a hit kind of thing too like you know yeah. the movie murder and stuff came in but at the same time it's like I mean the guy could have they he they could have hired him on the dark web or whatever yep. I don't know um it's just but now they're saying oh he could be a serial killer and on the run but I just I, saw pumpkins I just saw jack-o'-lanterns I'm we're gonna get more information around October. Halloween yeah that's what I got with Delphi was October really okay yeah, well, that's how, that's mine, too. That's my symbol for it, too, is pumpkins. I don't, I've never seen that before, so that must be coming from you that I just randomly picked up. Yeah, I get that for, like, October or Halloween. That, oh, okay. and then, like, Christmas lights and Christmas, and lately, lately, like, for my winter, like, if they're going to tell me something's in winter, like, yesterday, when I was doing a reading for someone, I kept getting, like, snow, like, winter, and they're like, well, it doesn't snow here, but she passed in winter. I'm like, well, it's a symbol yeah yeah people don't understand that i relate like winter to snow so they started doing that now that's something new so i get new stuff all the time in the way that spirit works it's not like oh you know they're constantly working in new ways or constantly giving me new symbols that i have to figure right. out so we don't always have it figured out we're always constantly learning how we 100%, work percent 100 percent. it's never we never not learn i've only been doing this for four years and i mean i'm you know, just now getting my symbols down, you know, and starting that path of trying to, you know, get all that. And it still changes though. It's never exactly the same, but I'm in the process of getting all that squared away how I want it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a process. Again, that's another reminder. It takes a while and it constantly changes. And the biggest thing I can say to people too, is like, when you get these visions, you have to pay attention to every detail and be able to interpret it. Even if you're not getting words, like even down to colors and stuff, they're super important. And so, it's not literal too. It's, it's some, I've noticed that things aren't literal. Yeah. Like it's, it's more like a symbolic way to show me without showing me exactly what happened. So it's not always literal, like, yeah. you know, for the Maui fires, if, if, however they set them, I, you know, I saw two people setting them. So that can be symbolic. It might not be exactly that's how it happened, but it's not always literal with the symbolism and the, the things that you see. And I always tell people like, we are not 100% because we are humans tapping into another vibration. So we're not going to always get it right. But spirit's never wrong. It's just how we interpret or perceive the information. Yeah. You know, going from there to here that we can misinterpret. Because like, for instance, in the live, like I was picking up keys for, for the 11 year old Maria. Um, and I took it as, cause I kept seeing it on a key ring, which is some, sometimes symbolic for like, you know, maintenance or something like that. And so I took it as that, but it ended up being that they found a key that led to the guy. So uh, yeah. yeah, it was like, I misperceived it, but I kept just seeing keys. So at a certain point I was like, okay, I'm not going to try to figure out what this means anymore. I'm just seeing keys. <laughs> right because you get to that point you know <laughs> right right and you get to that point and your symbols it's like you're better off just saying what you you see and not assuming because once we put our ego into it or our assumptions into it we start getting shit wrong I've noticed that. <laughs> what I'm trying not to do because I, I I have such a habit with like in my private readings like saying well it could mean this or this because it it helps people kind of think like 
okay, that makes sense because of this, because yeah. I'm like getting their mind to go that way. So I'm trying to train myself in crime not to do that because it can mean different things, but I have such a habit of doing that in private readings to try to get people to understand what it could mean that it comes in my crime readings. And I'm really trying hard not to do that, but it's really hard. Yeah, it is hard. At the same time, like I'm trying to figure out why I'm getting that symbol, but it's really hard just to say what you see and leave it and not try to help your audience figure it out. It's really hard. Yeah. So then people pick it apart. Yeah. Perceptions, everything. And that goes for the person that's channeling and the people that are listening, because, you know, you have a, a larger platform so you have all kinds of opinions coming your way you know okay. and yeah it's all kinds of you know people just take because their perception you know and people don't fully and understand that's one of the first words that spirit told there's two things spirit told me at the very beginning uh that I can distinctly remember when I started doing this they basically said perception they kept saying perception 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 and I've taught that now because I've, I understand what they mean by it. and then colors They told me colors have more meaning than you actually realize on a multitude of levels when it comes to spirit. And that has been significant throughout my personal journey because it helps me identify certain things. And not only that, when I've I've recently figured out, I actually use rainbow energy. So not only do the white light, you know, white in an energetic spectrum is encompassing all color. And then black is the absent of all color and white is I know, in the energetics, not printing. Cause some people get that confused with like printing ink. No, it's not the same, but I actually use like rainbow energy. I'm learning more about how to use that and where it's located. And it's really, really interesting. Cause I love rainbows too. Um, it's and me and you have that in common. I don't know if I've ever told you that, but I love rainbows. I always have. And well, Lisa I, get Frank, in, I get them in readings, but I don't really know what they mean all the time, but like I always tell people things can have multiple meanings and that's just not to make things fit. It's like numbers, especially can have multiple meanings. Yeah. Words can have multiple meanings and colors can have multiple meanings. Like sometimes things have more than one meaning. Um, yep. like for instance, you know, in, in Idaho for May, well, Maddie, her middle name is May, but also something significant happened in May. So it's not always just one meaning when it comes to numbers. Like sometimes I'll get five. Well, okay. There's, the month of may but then there might be five kids there might be five grandkids like you know it can fit multiple places that's true that's true because i can i know the color blue like in a room i'll go to a our remote view basically and i'll see the room room's color and it'll tell me what type of emotions are fed into the entity that the person's having an issue with so I kind of know where to start and then, you know, I can maybe see the color blue on the person in their chakra area, um, meaning that their throat chakra is restricted depending on the color, the color hue um, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's got multiple, multiple meanings and it's just that specifically has been significant. And I don't even think I've I mean, I've tapped into it pretty well but I think I have a lot more to learn about color and my cues and my symbols and stuff I know Emily you're uh, developing your cues and symbols more too yeah I started with my ear ringing key that I made so I can figure out (laughs) what each pitch and which ear means what so yeah want to start a key for everything else as well yeah for me I have to do a lot of things blindfolded because my ego will get in the way and will start making assumptions. And I don't want to do that because it always leads to misinterpretation and stuff. 
Yeah. And Emily does really good with holding objects. Mm-hmm. That's like one of her strong, I mean, like, I wish you had more opportunity to use that and like hold I objects. And I, I was holding my um, fiance's brother's girlfriend's, um, I think it was like a guitar strap or something. And sometimes when they come over, like his mom will do practice sessions with me and I appreciate it because I learn a lot just by practicing with her. And so they'll bring in items I don't know about. It'll be a secret and then I'll hold them blindfolded and then I'll literally touch the item and then I can astral project to everywhere that thing has been. And I am so accurate. It's kind of freaky and I wish I had more opportunity to use it. Yeah, in the future you will. Psychometry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what um, Hollywood Medium uses. Is psychometry. Yeah. I yeah, he's really good. Oh, with- they have the same birthday. Emily and him have the exact same birthday, except they're three years apart. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the astrology side of that and everything. Yeah, and he's he's exactly like they have a lot of the similar uh, things when it comes to that. So. Yeah, well, I would, that would... I could try it because, but it's hard because who's going to send me like their people's things, you know? So I just work That off. is the hardest. Yeah. It's like you can't get them <laughs> when you're remotely working, you know? Exactly. That's the problem. I like going outside though and just touching nature because then I can see all like, I, I've been picking up a lot of dryads lately and fairy like as you know, Chastity just from the text earlier today before we got on. I'm like, Chast, I've been feeling green. Like, I want green things. And then you made a joke about you're turning into a fairy. But, like, yeah. I've been <laughs> feeling a lot of nature and seeing a lot of nature spirits. Well, she's an yeah. earth element. That makes sense. But the green yeah. is here. Anyways, yeah, you know, like, whenever I heal people, I use green energy. Yep. Um, Oh, it's okay. earth energy. Green energy is earth energy. Earth okay. energy. Oh, I didn't realize Archangel. that. <laughs> it's also Archangel Raphael. So okay. oh, that's so funny you say that because when I have health issues, which is all the time, I ask him for healing. And that's been a lot recently. And try some celery juice. That's also green. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just learned about, about that. that I'm like putting it on everybody because I just learned about it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it, green is something that I use. I've taught my son to use that. So, um, like, he's used it and I've seen, like, miracles off of it. But, yeah, you call an archangel Raphael and um, use the green energy. And that's that's what I use to heal. Yep. Green light. But, I mean, you're an earth sign, so it would make sense as to why you, you're picking up on earth elementals. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then... Absolutely. Yesterday, or the day before, I messaged Chas and I was like, hey, I don't know if you're seeing this right now, but there's this little being next to me on my pillow and it's just a bright white and it's like a foot tall and it's really cute looking. It was so weird. I didn't, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't bad or anything. It was just pure white energy. Probably a yeah. fairy, right? Or a pixie or something like that. Hmm. It very well could have been. You know, when I've seen, um, <laughs> when I've seen fairies, I've said this briefly in the podcast before, but I see them as like orbs sometimes, but hmm. they have directional flight patterns. 
that's how mm-hmm. I tell the difference between orbs and fairies when I've seen them and it took me a long time to realize that and then about a month and a half ago I was driving home and I pulled into my road at the top of my road I saw a green ball of energy that had legs <laughs> <laughs> oh my Sorry. gosh Chas. so um today Kevin okay so Kevin sent a guy my way and he wanted me to help him with these photos he captured of fairies he sent me a bunch of them but like I just think it's funny because we're talking about fairies now but like I did not yeah you didn't tell me that earlier and I'm done joking about you're the green fairy and stuff, yeah so I did, yeah that's that. why I'm bringing it up because I forgot to tell you I'm like today I spent an hour or two talking to this guy about his fairy pictures <laughs> That's very interesting. But yeah, there's so much to learn about elementals. There's so many different spiritual realms. I mean, you know, we all, it's just amazing when you actually open yourself up to positive loving vibrations. And the biggest thing to keep in mind is, is you operate in the vibration of love, you attract so much positivity and abundance even when it's hard like because we're all just human like seriously we're not superhuman we're just human we're we're having a human experience we just happen to be like the in-between you know mm-hmm. and it's it's awesome it's super awesome I'm I mean I don't know how you guys feel but I feel honored I, it's not even proud's not the word it's honored I feel honored to be able to help people do, like th- with this work period mm-hmm. well I was just saying that last night because for some reason I got on to listening to, um, oh gosh, what is her name? Um, Lauren Daigle. Is that how you say her last name? I'm not Um, familiar with her. Okay. Well, she, she sings a lot of, it's supposed to be like, it's like more like about Jesus, like her music. Okay. But like, um, overcoming things and how she's used him to overcome things and stuff like that. But it's not really like religious or anything like that. It's more like a spiritual thing. So for some reason, I started listening to her yesterday, like when I was taking care of the animals and stuff. I swear my vibration was so high that I literally like was outside, like looking at the sky. <laughs> like I felt like a hippie, you know? I love it. And I was like dancing around and everything. It was crazy. But there's something about her music that just like lifts you up. Like if you're ever feeling low, it's something that, and, and there's even one song, like her new song that come out. I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it really like spoke to my experience and it talks about how she didn't know where she would be if it wasn't for his love. And if you think about it, like, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have the gifts that he gave me. If, you know, I, I, I really don't. Cause there was yeah. times in my life where I was going down a dark path, but it's like having yep. these gifts and being able to help people. It just made me feel thankful. That song just made me feel really thankful. And I don't yeah. know if people understand that music, this kind of music can really raise your vibration and, I'm always telling people, they're like, oh, everything's going like crappy in my life. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you got to get your vibration up because you're attracting the negative stuff because your vibration's so low. Same thing with people. You're going to attract the crappy men if your vibration's low because their vibration's low, like, like attracts like. So, yep. you know, affirmations, meditation, um, anything to raise your vibration, you're going to attract more abundance and things like that into your life. Um, manifestation is a real thing. So we start. I mean, I manifest things all the time. You just start asking for it and envisioning it and raising your vibration with it. And it will bring 
better things into your life, but you have to get out of that victim mentality and the low vibration mentality where like everything's going wrong. Ugh, I suck. You know, you have to get out of that because like you will just continue to attract it and continue to go down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had one of those moments last night. I was dancing around to Lauren Dibble and outside and I, the neighbors probably thought I was weird, but <laughs> that's so awesome. And when we get off, when we get off of this recording, I'll tell you something about last night too, that I, I mean, I was going to be off the record, uh, but I do need to tell you this. So it's so interesting. You say that, and I'm glad you They're said scary. that. I like, uh, I don't know. I just walked outside. It was like, all of a sudden I noticed all the beauty and I noticed all the, I don't know, because I did channel Jesus a couple of days ago, um, yep. and put it on my thing. And it was like, that was another pivotal moment. I haven't done that in a really long time, but I felt the push to do it for the last couple of weeks. And it was like, but before that, you know, when I did the Michael Jackson channeling and like, he shined light down on me, like it was like a, just a bunch of different things that led to last night. Yeah. And I feel yeah. more um, spiritually connected. It's yay. That's I think awesome. I've been a little more disconnected, but now I feel more spiritual connected. Like, good. I don't know how to explain it. Good, good. I, I love to hear that. I mean, it's important because again, we're just human. We get caught up in our human side, our human nature. And it, it goes for us too, especially for us. We have, and this is what's why you were talking. This is the vision I was getting just to reinforce what you're saying. It is the, the cup thing. Like, is your cup half full or half empty? If you're, if you look as your cup is half empty, if that's your perspective, then you're going to be, you're in a lower vibrational state. If you look at your situation and say that your cup is half full, then you're in a higher positive vibrational state. That'd be an easy test. If you think about anything in your life and you think about your situations, how do you perceive your cup at that point? And if you perceive it half empty, then maybe it's time to start working on your vibration and in opposite, you're, you're in a good vibration, keep it up. So and it's the gratitude thing, like having gratitude yep. for things that you have, there's a lot that maybe you don't have, but maybe you got a roof over your head. Maybe you've got two legs to walk on that a lot of other people don't have. And yep. sometimes whenever I say that, like to people, there's something that came out that I posted. And then I was saying that, and somebody was like, but because I was saying, you got to get out of that victim mentality. You got to learn from it and grow from it and realize, mm -hmm. you know, that you, you, you have more things to be grateful than not. Um, because there are people that have it worse than you that have chose mm -hmm. harder lessons than you have chose. And so they have to learn how to also rise above those lessons, but it doesn't mean that you don't honor that side of you and where you've come from, but you just can't stay in that mindset. Exactly. 100%. Because that's all lessons, you know, that's all things in your past. You're not in your past anymore. You're now in your present. So you have to kind of rise above that. But I don't know, last night made me feel like I was one of like, I don't, I don't even know how to say this and remain humble because I try to remain humble, but like one of the chosen ones, that's how it, I felt last night as I was doing what I was doing like that's the energy yeah. that was put on me you were um, being reminded of your of your purpose even though you yeah. know your purpose you were actually being reminded energetically of your purpose yes because sometimes I do get a little burnt out yeah which is understandable because you're booked until January and with clients you know almost every single day except a couple and then you're doing YouTube and you know you're doing it though mm -hmm. you're doing it but I tell people like I'm a spiritual counselor and sometimes that's a lot. You yeah, know? it is. Yeah. And you're taking on the burdens of them. 
Yes. So it was nice to like have that reminder of this is why I do what I do. And this was bestowed on me and all of that. So I kind of had that like, and I don't know what made me have it, but I kind of had that thing, you know, just, it just kind of happened. So I'm so excited to tell you after we get done with this. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) so pretty much. Yeah. I mean, this is, um, I mean, this has really been um, an amazing, I would say, final guest interview because seriously, the things that you're talking about and spirit, you know, I, I, me and Emily channeled a lot of this stuff in and I told you, you know, a little earlier, I wanted to wait for last to put you on. But one thing that's happening right now that I'm realizing is a lot of the things that me and Emily have tried to implicate throughout this season. Again, you're validating. It literally has brought our season almost into a full circle just by in the last 20 minutes of about what you said I mean you really yeah because it's meant like it's it was meant to happen right um so I mean I'm super super pleased with how everything went on top of just being super special awesome person you are for real I mean that um I'm just so excited like my vibration right now is extremely high I was tired and stuff but my vibration right now is extremely high just from this conversation Mm-hmm. I don't know about I do that to people I feel them shift with the readings mm-hmm. like I feel their I don't know there's this change in their energy when they get a readings from when they get readings from me yeah and, and things become clear for them and it might not be all psychic a lot of it's guidance like it is all psychic but you know it's more guidance I try to do yeah. more guidance things and it's more of like you're healing at a soul level or you're coming to a new place it's not like okay what's going to happen with my future it's not all about that because there's a lot of things you have to do in your life or understand your life now before you can have that type of future like if you're hanging on to certain things you're not going to have what you want in the future because you're going to be blocking it and like yep. I always tell people like with relationships quit looking quit forcing it, quit wanting it so much. It's okay to want it and manifest it, but you got to let it go and give it to the universe in order for it to come into your life. And it will happen in the divine timing because all of this is already kind of set. But if you're hanging on to old people, old feelings, it won't happen. Like for me, it's not meant to happen yet because I'm focused on my career. It's that's where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm supposed to, I have a different path than having a relationship. I had my relationships and they brought me to where I am, but like, this is where I am now. Right. And I, I've come to the point where if I'm for the single for the rest of my life, because I'm helping people, then that's just the way it's meant to be. And that's the path that I chose. Yeah. Like exactly. I learned and it's taken a long time that I don't need anybody to be happy. I'll just have a bunch of animals and I'll be fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you right. know? So I, and plus I think all of the, the relationships I had in my past, like put me to this part where I don't want to deal with the drama of a man, honestly. <laughs> Like, I, mean, I don't yeah, even know I mean, what I would do with one now. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I'm it just, so independent. I'm so independent. Like, I don't even know what I would, it's been 11 years. Like, I don't even know what I would do with one now. Like he'd be like, honey, can you make me a sandwich? Like bitch, make your own Sammy. You got two <laughs> hands. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about it. You know, Oh Lord. I don't yeah. even know. I just think of them as drama. So that's, I think I've come up. I think that my readings are above that. So that's why I don't like relationship questions. Right. And we are all on board with that. And I was going to yeah. say, that's a totally, <laughs> we could have a whole nother podcast episode on that. No offense to people that get love readings or nothing. It's just, it's, it's something that it's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's tough because it's a free will thing. And if you're not yeah. in the right of your life, it's not going to happen anyways. So mm-hmm. it's all, it's all in your astrology chart and divine timing. So it's one of those things, like if you attract that person that you do, like if it's meant to be, it will be. 
but I always have this thing of rejection is protection and redirection. If someone usually leaves, let them freaking go. Mm-hmm. Don't go chasing them and all of that because guess what? You're being protected. That's the whole yep. part of rejection. And that comes with anything mm-hmm. in life. You get rejected from something, you're usually being spiritually protected from something. So, yep. Um, I was going to say too, like I noticed the clientele when they ask for love readings, they have somewhat of like an obsession type of energy and that in of itself brings in bad things. Similar vibrations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. they'll bring in all the crappy guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they don't care where they get it. They just want it. And it's not like I'm certain. It's not like they're searching for like that higher kind of thing. And I can't tell you how many times people I'll tell somebody like who I see in their future and they'll be like, well, that's not my type. Yeah, exactly. What? What? You don't understand. Like I pick up the ones that you're supposed to be with. It doesn't matter if it's your type. You're, you are meeting them on a soul level. Mm -hmm. And part of who you're meeting is not going to look like who you're usually used to because you're going to see them with different eyes anyways, but it's, it's the connection that you're getting. So it doesn't matter if they're your type or not you are already destined to meet them. They are already in your blueprint. You already are supposed to meet them, but they usually won't look like your type. Sometimes they will, but a lot of times there's a different lesson there. See with inside, not with your eyes kind of thing. Exactly. It's like sometimes you meet people and you're not attracted to them, but once you get to know them at a personality or soul level, they become much more beautiful into in your eyes. Well, plus, you know, you get that connection and that charisma from that person. Like, you don't know just because they don't look how you normally think they do doesn't mean you're not going to have a connection. When it's a spiritual connection, you're going to have it. Because, like, when I go to tell people this, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I already know this person, like, likes white guys with blonde hair and blue eyes. But I'm telling her she's going to be with an Italian guy with dark eyes eyes and dark hair. And and I'm telling him that. I'm telling her that. And she's like, that's not my type. I'm like, I know your type is blonde hair, blue eyes. And she's like, yeah. And I said, well, that's not what you're getting. And then... (laughs) (laughs) I kept wanting to say like it felt like it was like Italian you know like I I said it was ethnic because sometimes I can't tell the ethnicity but then it kind of came in as a reminded me of like someone Italian he's hot to me but I like the dark I I like the darker features but um, yeah he so then her dad came in and said Sicilian well I didn't know Sicilian was Italian so that was validation for me so I was like Uh. sit around and and wait (laughs) you know just wait (laughs) yeah you know when you meet somebody you know like you can just feel it I'll put it to you this way when I met my ex-husband I was 12 it was the same summer that I went to camp and I had that experience that I told you about with Jesus and the white light I met my ex-husband at that same church and when I locked eyes with him at 12 years old I did not understand what was going on he was sitting in the pew and he had turned around watching like the other um teenagers come in he had like a radiant glow around him and I was like and I told my friend about that I'm like why does this guy have a radiant glow around him and like two years later we started talking and then uh we started dating and we had a split up I mean we were 14 and he was 16 and then we got back together when I was 15 and he was 17 and then we were pretty much together and had two children bought a house. I mean, he was my future husband. And I never, I didn't understand it then, but that was uh, an experience that I had that I, I mean, I've not had that quite experience, but at that time in my life, I was, I guess, in that transitional stage of like be, becoming a woman, you know, like I was still pure though. I, I mean, I was pure in every way. I didn't do anything, drugs or any, my vibration was just pure. 
So I don't know. That was one of my experiences. Like sometimes you just know there's something about somebody that really makes an impression in any way. And then they end up coming back later in life too. So sometimes that happens. That happened with my second relationship as well, like in a way too. So yeah, that's a, that's a subject um, in itself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just like twice I've had it where it's like, well, they're not my type. And I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) You're not going to feel that way when you meet them. You right? know, it's not, it's not a look-based thing. It's a soul-based thing. And these chicks or guys or whoever come back and be like, you're so right. I've seen that a hundred times, not a hundred times. I'm being dramatic, but like, I've seen that a lot of times how people come back and say, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's so cool. <laughs> it is so cool. But well, I think would that was a message we needed to share for some reason tonight. I do too. I really do too. I felt like, um, as you were talking, I felt exactly the same. Like somebody listening will need to hear that. Yeah. yeah and if you made it this far in the episode then <laughs> you are the fucking special awesome not just super special awesome you're fucking special awesome um <laughs> well you around, you know you can do your your work or whatever and listen too you know just yeah a lot of people do that actually a lot of people enjoy listening to us while they work i've been told that they'll be filing like papers and stuff and listening about demons and ghosts and good things you know (laughs) we hear a lot of people say that shout out to uh a couple people y'all know who you are because i know y'all listen while y'all at work so i'm listening to you talk about crime while they fall asleep (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then they so and so got their eyeballs popped out from i know that's horrible to say but you know what i mean y'all know what i'm saying (laughs) well Um, they always tell me my voice puts them to sleep so it's like I'm guilty of that I feel like you're listening to crime and I'm listening to you but I'm going to sleep (laughs) yeah I've done that with your episodes before so I'm guilty I think that's a vibrational thing with my voice I don't hear what you guys hear right me well me either because people have told me like your voice is the best I'm like bye why you say that (laughs) that's so (laughs) so it's on my voice so much these days it's like what yeah I just yeah. I think I like a little kid but it must be the vibration. <laughs> it must be the vibration thing I don't that's the only thing I can think of absolutely well what do you want to share any upcoming projects or anything you want to share do you have anything like that you want to share or you want to go ahead and jump into how people can reach you on socials um any of that type of information and any final words you have um so TikTok, the psychic sleuth, and yes, there is someone mimic me. I know about that person. They're obviously not me because I have a different name attached and they don't have as many followers. So it's not me, but just the regular the psychic sleuth on um, TikTok um, and YouTube, the psychic sleuth. And, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook the same way. Uh, I do have a group called the psychic sleuth podcast on Facebook. You can join that as well. Um, and my book. We already went over that, but that's on Amazon. R&R Love, a twin flame story. Um, And as far as like being able to book, like all that information is usually in my description box of my videos. Um, It is booked until January, February, but let me tell you, time is flying. We're already in September. It's not that big of a deal. Um, And I think that's Yeah, we'll put all the information in the description, in the show's description box. Uh, below as well so you'll be able to find her but guys if you literally go search the psychic sleuth she's I mean anywhere yeah she's going to pop up if you type (laughs) it in you're not going to miss her kind of dangerous but you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
very reasonable. Yeah. If you type in the luminary Luna beams, mine pops up. If you type in lights at midnight, it pops up. Like uh, Emily's, uh, what is it called? When we type in uh, lights at midnight, your LinkedIn, LinkedIn. pops up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so search, search uh, the psychic sleuth or click the description or the box. Go into the description box down below and you can find all the information there. Um, she's done a reading for me. For my grandmother uh just as like a quick review i know i've done one on her website but just like right now it's like she was able to tell a story she started with my childhood in a way and she went up through the time my grandmother passed and even reminded me of things that um happened around her passing that i had forgot because it was an extremely traumatic event uh, so some of the things that happened that day, like I actually forgot, but it brought back the memories and it gave me some peace. Even though I do this type of work, I can connect to some of my past relatives and I'll hear them and stuff. But this particular grandmother was very hard for me to reach because of the emotional trauma that I had uh, with her. And she was able to help me do that. And now I still don't feel her as strongly as I would like to, but I know for a fact that, you know, everything's okay um and everything else so it was a beautiful reading um I bawled like a baby as I typed away Wait, my heart hey, that's, best. that's best though like that's the best readings when they're emotional like that because yep. you're really tapping into an area that needs to be healed so I say exactly during a reading that's you should cry during a reading um, yeah I know I had somebody message me today they're like uh remember because I don't remember even giving her a reading but she's like you remember you kept seeing a husky in my readings I was like no but you know, she showed me, she's like, I ended up getting a husky puppy. Like after that, she's like, I just went back and read it right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool you know, though. As little as that, you know, and I can connect to pets too on the other side as well. Not yep. really an animal communicator with them here too much. I can, I think, but um, mostly on the other side. Yeah. And you're, uh, she's making keychains too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I do. Um, now they do kind of take a while for me to make because I do have to tap into your loved one or tap into your guide because you get a message with it. So you'll get a typed out channeling of why I put what I put on the keychain and what they want to say. It's not long. It's just something short. Um, so and I I'm I'm also making ones that aren't intuitive, like a protection keychains, like with a whistle and a, a stabber. <laughs> Like yeah yourself with and then i i'm also getting one like you can use like break the window in your car um so i i and i do have necklaces and i'm doing bracelets that are intuitive too so basically i don't have a website for that because they're personal yeah. um so you would have to reach out to the psychic sleuth at gmail.com to order one and you would just have to be a little patient because i like i said i'm also doing readings every day so it, it does take energy to tap into it so it is taking a little bit longer than i like i also do like rainbow bridge stuff for your pets um a keychain or necklace whatever you want and i'm glad you mentioned that because i totally forgot that i got you i think it's yeah, I'm so <laughs> yeah and they're really cute too guys so but yeah they're they're really interesting like her accuracy is very very good so if you're interested in any of those things again we'll leave her information in the description box down below and does anybody have any final words that they would like to say before we wrap this up um go with love and light in your heart i guess is the best way i can say it you know, do you want others as you want done to you? Just try to put out love into the world. That's, I mean, that's the best that we can and enjoy the journey as hard as it may be at times. 
Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I, can... I, keep, I keep hearing like everything comes out in the wash. Like, I think that's something more my grandpa would say, but um, I hear that a lot lately because like I'll question things like my readings and stuff. And it's like, I get that everything will come out in the wash. So everything yeah. will come out, you know, making sense in the end. Same thing with journeys. Yep. And, and I appreciate close. you guys having me too. Oh, yeah. I would, thank you for coming on and we're yeah. happy to have you. I mean, really, we really appreciate it. And I was just thinking, like you're saying, everything comes out in the wash. Well, that's water and that's emotions and that's related to healing as well. So beautiful. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. That's like an old time saying. That's why I think it's my <laughs> grandpa or someone. <laughs> I see him leaned up against a truck when you said that. He's leaned Hell up against yeah, a truck he, in a building. He loved white. He loved trucks. He always had a truck. Yeah. He had a flannel shirt on. When you said that, you said grandpa saw him like leaning up against a truck, an older truck in a building um, and flannel. Shirt. He always wore those little flannel, like the, you know, the ones that you wear when it's, well, he always wore long sleeve shirts, but he always yeah. wore the flannels, like the thicker flannels sometimes, especially in like the warmer weather. I have a couple of them actually that I kept. Yep. And that's the one I connected with, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why it was so easy for me to jump back then. But yeah, because that's what I saw him. He's like, yep, it'll come out in the bush. <laughs> he he probably say it like that. Like that's some, how I say it. Yeah. He had some slangs like that. So it just kind of takes me back to maybe that was him. I, I haven't like my, myself too. Like I can't really connect to my loved ones. Um, so it's nice to get readings or, or hear from them from other people. Cause it's different because you know too much about your loved ones. So you don't know if it's coming from you. So it's nice exactly. to have someone else. Yeah. I don't get much myself. I'll get like little phrases or my grandmother will come to me through music or I'll hear her laugh every once in a while when something funny happens around the house or something. But besides that, um, I don't get a lot either. I'll get sometimes when people that I'm married, uh, close to through marriage or uh, friends or something, I'll get them when they, as soon as they pass, they'll leave me a final message and then I won't hear from them again. But yeah, I mean, I super appreciate it. Thank you so much. And yeah, this is our last guest interview. Three hours. I know almost a lot of our podcasts sometimes go over three hours, but it's worth it, guys. If you made it this far again, you're super fucking special. Awesome. So thank you if you made it this far. And thank you again, Rochelle. Super awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. It was good to be here. Well, guys, what did you think of this interview? I think I learned so much just from listening to her experiences and even as she covered some of the cases, like the major cases that she talked about but uh chas how do you feel i i mean i love rochelle she's super awesome and i've learned a lot like working with her through things too she it's just been cool to share experiences with somebody that you can relate to and somebody that is kind of you know does the same stuff as you do because it's hard to find people that want to much less like collaborate or at least um have a friendship with like you can't find too many people that are into the same kind of stuff you're into and 100 percent get along with them and she's really awesome um i've been you know i've had the pleasure of going on her channel and stuff too so yeah i couldn't ex expect anything better i think it was a great interview and again we certainly appreciate rochelle coming on and chatting with us and whatnot mm -hmm. super awesome time we'd like to have her back at some point too for sure but guys this is our last interview of season one so we definitely wanted to save uh, on the vibrational scale we've been <laughs> going through 
I felt like this would be the most appropriate one to finish off season one with. So that leaves us with our last episode uh, that will come out, I believe, on October 2nd. And I guess since if you've made it this far, then you deserve this bit of information. So what we're going to do for episode 30 is we're going to revisit some of the things throughout the season. There'll be laughs there might be tears there might be le- there will be lessons and we're going to talk about growth uh growth is really important on your spiritual journey and just anything just growth in general so you definitely don't want to miss it it will be a uh, kind of a recap but we're actually going to bring in more information uh that we may have learned about certain subjects so it will be kind of a learning slash uh comedy slash we're going to try to make it really interesting So definitely be on the lookout for that. But once we drop episode 30, we will skip our next, like if we, we're not going to release in two weeks, it'll be a month. So you'll have like a whole month without us, as sad as that might be, but we're going to be preparing for something super awesome. And in episode 30, we will give you guys like a little, um, little bit of information, but you'll be on the lookout for our promotion for season two, and it is going to be different. It's not going to be like uh, season one. Uh So we hope you guys will be open to the changes, but it's still going to be the same in a way, but hopefully different in a really awesome, super awesome way. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Faux show. But yeah, I think that pretty much does it. Emily, do you have anything else you want to add? Let's get sleuthy. We're sleuthy. We sleuthed it up. (laughs) Well, I guess we can sleuth our way on out of here because that's a wrap. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lightsatmidnightpodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up. (laughs)